Hello and welcome to Crypt of the Shattered Maniac, a descent into Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and co-host Brad. Hello citizens, hello. Also today we have a special guest, who's that in the corner? It's Chris! Hello, the International Ramjack Studio Adjunct. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, we've got a we got a real treat for you guys because, as you know, this is the high holiday season. Uh, yes. Ooh, spooky, scary, scary monsters, scary um, monsters. Later in the show, we're going to be discussing uh, a 1992 British gym, and that is Ghostwatch. Indeed, I well, I throw everything across the table. <laughs> Uh, Chris has also brought a game to the show for us to uh, play in a moment that I can't wait to uh, dip into. Um, but Brad, you wanted to talk about A-list life, see a life. Right hey, now, listen, you're in the I'm, thick of... I'm living an A-list life, but because they closed that damn AMC over at Universal, it's hard. And I didn't, did, still haven't made it to Peppermint. It's still on the list. It's gonna happen. Dude. I'm gonna see that movie, maybe Thursday. You know Jennifer Garner has a new HBO show, right? Called Camping. Well, I'll, I'm sure I'll see that too at some point. Well, what are you? Uh, but which? All right, if you're a true I'm, fan, I mean, listen, I'm not like the people of Cincinnati. <laughs> the garbage people of Cincinnati who Those do not garbage know who trash Gar- monsters. Who forgot who Jennifer Gardner was. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I have been living a Halloween Horror Nights life, guys. Our last episode, I mentioned, I, I vaguely mentioned some houses, but I somehow couldn't remember anything because I was. It was very hot when, when we went those those days. Since, I've been back a few times, seen all the houses now, got all the updates, can now remember what happened in all of them, which I did not in the last episode. Oh. So if you've got any questions, I can now answer them, because I know, I know that there's a house with strobe lights. I know that there's a house with a bunch of plant people. I know that there's a house where you're going through a bunch of B-movies, which is amazing and the best house. Which was, oh, Poltergeist. We talked about Poltergeist last time. Um, we, I think the only two we hadn't talked about on the last app was Stranger Things and Halloween 4. Mm-hmm. Both fun rides, I'll say this. It's uh, a Halloween 4-specific horror house. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because um, yeah. A, a few years ago, they, they did, um, they did um, the original Halloween, and mm. then two years after that, they did Halloween 2. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought they just went... So. Wow, this Michael Myers mask we've got is terrible. <laughs> I know. Let's do a Halloween 4 horror house. <laughs> yeah, no, it is specifically Halloween 4. Um, Which one was 4? Season of the Witch. 4? Was that H2O or was H2O when they stopped oh, number 7? H2O is number 7. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. 4 is wow. the one that introduces um, Laurie, Strode's, uh, da- Laurie Strode's daughter, Jamie, after yeah. Laurie Strode dies or fakes her death, depending on which of the increasingly convoluted timelines <laughs> soon to be Seriously. unconvoluted by creating a, yet another timeline. Yeah, yeah but it's... Believe. How, it's I've really only good. seen the first two, and they were they were good. Yeah. You, oh, you haven't seen Halloween 3 Season of the Witch? I haven't seen the Season of the Witch. Uh, they right. didn't do a house on that one. It's a, it is fun, um, but it's, it's the non-Michael Myers Halloween movie. Oh, I wish I wish they, they that would actually probably make a really good haunted house. But but Halloween Four is good. I'm glad I rewatched it recently because they really hit a lot of stuff that I I was like, oh yeah, they, they, there's the power plant scene. Doctor Loomis is popping out everywhere, which is pretty great, and they've got nice. some pretty good ones. 
they've got they've got some good guys <laughs> playing Lobus, so it's it's really nice, and they they did a good job. So I enjoyed cool. that one. Clear my Halloween diorama thing is in the background. Oh, I noticed oh, it. Oh, nice. Box thing nice. up the back. Uh, I, 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 I quite like Halloween. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, it, because they, the Halloween house they did a couple of years ago, it, there was a couple of places that were really good. There was one. There was there was a Michael Myers that came out of a dumpster that was great. Like that was that was always <laughs> amazing. You just walk around a corner, and there's a dumpster, and then like eventually a Mike Myers just pops out of the dumpster, and it's oh, it's great. Um, and there was a good part when you first go in, you actually go through the closet, and you would have to like push clothes aside to to go into the house, which was neat. Um, but other than that, the last one it was just kind of boring. Like, you know, there's just because there's only so much you can do with a Michael Myers. It's like, oh, he pops out of a door, and there he is. Oh, he pops. Oh, he pops out of there. Well, all right, he's <laughs> everywhere. Strangles <laughs> a dog. Renew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. But uh, now this one, this one's pre- pretty creative and pretty good, and I I, I really like it. Um, the Stranger Things house is great. Um, it's it's really long because it's it's only the first season. Um, but they, they they really do cover a a lot of stuff in it. Um, I think you start off and you're in uh, the house with the Christmas lights. There's fucking uh, Demogorgon guys like everywhere, like constant. And the costumes are really great. And they (laughs) they actually do open, which is pretty great. Ooh, cool puppetry. Um, Yeah. And then when you get in the room that's in the the facility um, where it's uh, like bleeding over, um, they actually have like the the fuzz and things flying through the air. Um, Like in dust. So it's creepy as fuck. Really enjoyed it. Um, So is it your favorite? Or is it like the best in your opinion? No. Who's best in show? So best in show, uh, by far, is is the one, it's the, um, hold on, let me get the exact correct title here. It's the... My copy of best in show. (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest is best in show. Mm. Um, It's the Slaughter Cinema. Slaughter Cinema. Because it's... I I think I said in the last episode that it was like three or four like B-movies that you're kind of walking through. But it's way Mm. more than that. It's like seven or eight. It's like every little hallway you go through is another like fictionalized B-movie. There's one that's uh, um, like a werewolves... Uh, there's one that's like it's like slaughter sorority and uh, there's some like guys that are like hanging and um, these like uh, um, these college girls are killing them um, there's one that's basically like a Chuck E. Cheese with like evil children Ooh. the best one is the one that's basically critters because that's hilarious because there's just all these little critter fur balls everywhere and then you turn the corner and there's a giant one <gasps> bum, um, bum, bum. I really love that oh there's one where it's um uh I think, it, I think it's called, like, a um, Beast Baby. Um, and you walk into a room, and there's, like, all these, like, um, like cult people, like, in cloaks. And they are all and they all turn away from you. And then, like, you see there's, like, a, a baby that's, like, in, like, uh, like a, a metal contraption. Like, like um, that's, uh, it's tr- captured. Uh, but then the lights go down, and, like, it gets all, like, monstery. Whoa. Really fucking cool. Um, there's one with, like, cannibal Amazons that's hilarious. Um, Cannibal Amazons of Mars or something, I think is what it is. Um, that's really fun. Huh. It's great. Like, it's uh, it's probably the longest house, and there's just so many different little areas that it's it, it never gets boring, which is what I really like about it. It's it's by far my favorite. I've, I've hit it every night that I've gone since because it's well worth the wait. You definitely know you're in B-movie territory when they add three things to something. 
Amazons, Mars. <laughs> yeah. Cannibals. B-movie. Oh, it's so good. And the best part is Shoot when you're in for line. Amazon cannibals on Mars. <laughs> when you're so, in wow, the line. Free in one. <laughs> when you're in the line waiting, um, they actually have like a, they have like a couple of cars set up like it's like a drive-in and they have a projector going and they have trailers for all of these movies and Ooh. you're just watching them while you're waiting in line. Now see, that's really cool. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Because, oh, oh, and there's also, um, the furious fist of uh, of Fu Manchu or something something along those lines, and it's just like a really horrific like um, like like Asian movie with a guy that is like in a crazy like uh, Japanese mask and he sets a guy on fire. Whoa! When you first go into the house, he's the first thing you you see because he kind of pops out behind um, basically like a little uh, um, um, ticket taker booth behind a little curtain and just waves at you with his like um scary monster claw it's, it's really fun I, I hope i they put like the, the all the trailers up on youtube because it's really good and they put a lot of work into it so that's fun they've got to it'd be stupid if they didn't oh it's so great i i'm like i'm loving this year i've, I've taken a ton of photos um i just got my new iphone with a better camera so i spent friday i just walked around and took photos especially in the killer clowns from outer space area I, I can I can testify they're pretty awesome photos. Good low it's, light photography, the nice lighting. It's pretty sweet. It's a great time. I it's my favorite event of the year, and it is delightful. Smooth. Chris Chris, are you a fan of haunted houses? Um I I it would have to be a, a kind of the concept only because I've never encountered one in my entire life. Like Really? I'm sure someone's tried to run one somewhere in the UK within my lifetime, but never in a place where I've been. Huh. So Very is much. it just not a popular concept in the UK? Like, what do you I've, have equivalently in Halloween? Or is Halloween celebrated differently? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Uh, yeah. Um, thing was, we have, we have, like, perennial spooky rides at crap fun fairs, like the ghost train. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, or occasionally, if you're cheap, the go- the ghost walk, which I suppose is like the haunted house, is just a derelict sort of thing you walk through. I'm making this sound real cheap, uh, <laughs> um, but no, I've never I've never encountered a place where it's like, hey, for for Halloween, come into the the Saw Four house. <laughs> Give us your money. Come okay. get scared. It's set partially during the Saw Three house. Spoilers. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Oh, oh, uh, another update. Um, I, I hadn't seen the bear fully in the last time we recorded. Um, mm-hmm. I can now report that at the end of the Scary Tales house, the there at the very end, out comes the bear in all of his glory in his dancing Yay. shoes. And there, we what? haven't got him to dance yet, but he's there. <laughs> so the bear is there. Oh, also, yeah. the big winner of the event this year goes to this fucking cop. Oh. Um, because they're they somehow Universal um, is doing something great um, for a change and not overcharging people like crazy. Uh, because basically, you buy this cup for thirty dollars and you can refill it the for the entire event for free. Wow! Which it's so hot, like this is a fucking game changer and it's saving me a lot of money. <laughs> I've just um, realized there is something horror-themed in a theme park that I can talk about, and I can't oh. remember which. I think it's Thought Park, and it's um, it's a roller coaster based on the film The Wicker Man. 
<laughs> no way. Yes, genuinely so. Where they have promoted it, their selling point, believe it or not, is the fact that it's made of wood. <laughs> Which to me is not a selling point for a roller coaster. No, no. of course not. No. Also, obviously, it... they need to burn you alive at the end in a pagan rite, and I don't think that's going to happen either. Except maybe uh. when the wooden thing collapses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go into like a little tunnel and you feel heat and it's simulated burning. You hear Nicolas Cage just screaming about the bees. You know, there's another Wicker Man movie, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. The original one is like awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, like, I don't doubt there's metal in the construction of the Wicker Man ride, but um, <laughs> they just, they really do go on and on about the wooden aspects of it. Uh, and in fact, the wooden aspects of the Wicker Man remake are Nicolas Cage. It's very true. <laughs> just watch, just watch the last 25 minutes. It's fucking amazing, but it's a real drag to get to that point. But you, it sounds like you guys have seen it, so... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's classic. I've only seen parts of the Nicolas Cage one. I've only <clears throat> seen the original Wicker Man. Nice. What? My tip is only watch the last twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> once, Got it. once he falls into that, into the sort of the watery thing in the deconsecrated church and comes up with a doll. Um, from then on, it's dynamite. Ah, Dapo. Awesome. Strides around the place, punching women in the face. <laughs> True hero. It's, it's a big aspect of the movie. Yeah. Trick or treat. Alex, so um, as we're gearing into Halloween, um, what what are, so what are your children doing? What are they what are they dressing as? What's going on? Um, well, we're having the. Uh, it's a little uh, debate around what Vera wants to be. In her heart, I think she wants to. We think she wants to be a pirate. She'll take Joey's lightsabers or um, his um, little costume swords and like charge into a room, yelling "Charge!" Which is nice. adorable. And we think that's a. We might make that into a pirate. Um, but she also was enamored by shoes. Not just shoes that she wears, but shoes that we wear. Like, she'll go pick out a pair of shoes for us and take them to us and basically demand we put them on. Even if we have other shoes on, it's fine. Right. So I thought maybe she would want to go as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz and get some new red shoes. So it's between that and Pirate. Pirate's probably going to win, though, because, yeah. I mean, come on, yelling charge as a little tiny kid and running at someone, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. What can you do? Shoes, we can always buy her new shoes. Joey, um... If uh, listeners will remember last year, we bought him a 60 or $50 zombie costume, and the night of, he told us he didn't want to wear it. Like, 15 to 20 minutes before we were going trick-or-treating. Ah. <laughs> so instead, he just put on his army gear, because he's obsessed with uh, army things, and I just painted his face to look like a, a really, in like, per fairly detailed skull for what it was. He went as a skeleton army man. I think he actually went as a, a dead pilot from World War II. Joey has an active imagination. It was great. Um, but this year, he's going between Kraken, the mythological creature Kraken, um, or a squid kid, which is a character in a Nintendo <laughs> Switch game. Uh, he thinks that's a little bit closer because it's like it's like Kraken, but a kid version. And he also carries around a paint gun. So, okay, all right. Those are those are what we're presently going through right now. Nice. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Solid, solid. I like it. I look forward to sitting here all night and having nobody ring the bell because no one cares over here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, Halloween was completely... sort of a thing in the 80s and then 
it's uh, like you you do still get people out and about but it's very much like a few six-year-olds and their parents being very safe um I interesting don't know. I, I don't why did I that happen much. like do you get tr- you I, i'm sure we've talked about this but Alex, do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters in your area it depends where i used to live we got a few uh, on my wife's parents' house, we got a few. I mean, like, around like over fifty. But here, at my my new house, we got a lot, like well over a hundred, maybe over a hundred and fifty. Because I'm I'm never sure if it's just like I mean, certain areas that just have more children, I guess, probably mm. do. Oh yeah. Or if it's just there's some areas that just aren't really into it. Because I don't I don't know that I've really been in a place like uh, that seemed like it had trick or treaters, like if any at all. I don't maybe. Maybe a couple, but I don't. I don't like. I just. I feel like people trick or treat less. I. I think honestly. Oh, definitely. It's, like it's. We live in different times. <laughs> Going to strangers' houses is. Mm. Is. Mm. Most people I know now will throw like a party for a whole group of their friends, and you bring your kid and you in a costume, and you just hang out for a few hours. And of yeah. course, candy's there. I wouldn't be howling without candy. Yeah. And are the ghosts and spirits there? Of course not, because those aren't real. But. <laughs> but. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to think it was because I lived in southeast London and it was just sort of a rough area. So you think you don't send your kids out to ring on doorbells. But yeah. I now live in a relatively nice area, unless you include Ooh. my the huge amount of alcoholic neighbours either side of me yelling all the fucking time. Um, but it's meant to be a nice place and still... Like, I've been out and I've seen groups of kids go roaming up and down the street on Halloween, but I've never had them ring the bell. And it, it might just, be because we're a little apartment block and it's not a direct thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't it's know it's about the psychological time. aspects of it. I'm, I, I, I mean, we may have had them here. I don't know, because I, I tend to just stay where it's safe. Um, future episode, <laughs> future episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I think slightly, so. slightly related... When I went to London years and years ago, um, it was New Year's Eve, and me and my friend Ben uh, were just traipsing around, just like, eh, let's go find a place to hang out and uh, ring in the New Year. Oh, you and avail yourself of the free public transport. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a fun time. But um, we happened to cross a costume party at midnight, but all every, like, every guy there was dressed like um, uh, Fred Flintstone. And every girl was dressed like Wilma, but like they all had the same costume. It was Are you super sure this weird. Wasn't like a really, really specific like kink. Well, I mean, there was a lot. They were all kind of young. Like they we, were. All, we're, like, we're really into Flintstone in down our way. I have no idea what was going on. Ben and I looked at each other. Other people. I mean, everyone on the street was kind of like, "What the hell's going on?" So I know it wasn't a normal, typical <laughs> New Year's Eve thing. But it was for a moment. I was like, "All right." I mean. They're ready to okay. make your bed rock. The Flintstones. <laughs> oh, it's so bizarre. Don't know what it was about. It how, was very how, ma- how many Flintstones characters were there? Give Dude, me, there give were me like a, a lot of people. No, there were a lot of people there. Dozen, like, there was, dozens? The street was covered with them. People were getting out of limousines. <laughs> like, it was weird. Everyone dressed as Fred Flintstone and, uh, and then his wife. Wow. Is it Wilma? I don't remember his wife. Yeah, because yeah, he yells Wilma. Yeah. Like giant stone necklaces. Like So skin, any, like, any Barney Rubbles? Uh, no. Oddly just enough, Fred, there was just no Fred weird... and Wilma. Just Fred <laughs> and Wilma. Dinos. Every, That's to get in this party, you have to come prepared. It was wow. really weird. That is very specific. I've always had questions about it. Always wondered. Yeah, okay. 
I'm afraid I'm not the person to provide you with answers on that one. <laughs> Damn it. Listen, it's, right. it's like Boxing Day. It's just something you guys have over there. We get it. <laughs> we don't understand it. You dress up like Flintstones. All right, fine. That's just what you do. I mean, that's cool. I mean, how yeah, dare you insult fine. our cultural traditions of stealing <laughs> American pop culture characters and dressing up as them? <laughs> you you dress up like Flintstones and eat eggs out of a cup, like whatever. I tell you what, with the the last few years of superheroes movies, Brits have done very well out of dressing up as American pop culture <laughs> characters. Seriously. Really. <laughs> Oh, we had a, Brit- a British Batman, British Superman, a British Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, but you see the shit that goes down if we ever have an American James Bond. Oh, God, the, oh yeah. the Brexit people will go insane. Uh, Is Brexit still happening? Oh, God. <laughs> I like, mean, that, that's a loaded like question a, to even throw out the bit of a podcast. Like an I'm inevitable sorry. slide off a cliff at a fulcrum point. Yes, or rather... Maybe people are dragging their heels about it for so long in the hopes that they'll get voted out of office and they'll go, well, I tried. Just, um, the, just, but just let Jeremy Corbyn fix things. Well, he, he's pro-Brexit. <laughs> is he? Uh, at least, yeah, the, the Labour Party's current position is... For a, it's for a particularly soft Brexit, but it's still oh. pro-Brexit. Yeah, that's a, it's a surprise to everyone. Wow. Um, uh, no. Only the Liberal Democrats are actively a, a non-Brexit party, and they're not um, led by a, a homophobe now. So that's good too. Hey, oh. there's there's no way out of it because we want to be able to trade with other countries, particularly in Europe. But as a non-EU member, that's kind of difficult to do. But for some reason. <sighs> There's a very odd mentality in Britain that still thinks we're this great power that we once were when we enslaved the world. and um, Very true. Largest so they, empire they ever in to, human history. Uh, yeah, it was enormous. It was ridiculous. I don't know how it stacked up to the Roman one, but we had more ships because we were a very small place <laughs> with a lot of forests and a lot of coastline. It worked out very well. But... Um, yeah, the idea is that we could boot ourselves out of the EU and then everyone would fall over themselves to come and trade with us and want to buy our product. We we don't have any infrastructure. We barely make anything now because of the political parties who have led us into this situation and called this thing. The referendum was only called like because David Cameron wanted to keep his job and he was you know he was kind of pro staying in the eu and so it was like well i'll put it to a vote then see what people think they went we want out of the eu so he left immediately and it's just been a nightmare from there it's the first time in my life i i had a little while where i didn't know who the prime minister was after it became theresa may by default because everyone else dropped out of the leadership election it was an election of one person so it just became her she was our new prime minister out of nowhere and she has been just a perplexing satirical target dancing strangely in african countries and doing a weird curtsy whenever she meets people and (laughs) a strange pained voice that's kind of like margaret thatcher but not it's it's like a possession gone wrong it's really, hmm. it's, it's going to be exactly how we feel um, when Mike Pence becomes president by default. Oh, yeah, yeah, when, <laughs> when they get rid of Trump and yeah, go, he's, just, uh, he's just the guy. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. It's what he's waiting for. It's what he's done all this to do. Oh yeah, it's absolutely what he's, yeah. 
means. That's it's that's the that's the lodestar. <laughs> what the fuck that means. Lodestar. Whereas but the thing with Theresa May is that I don't think she had any kind of grand sinister plan. It's more like a kind of female Mr. Bean movie. That she just <laughs> that circumstances just weirdly conspired to make her prime minister and now she doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but she also steadfastly refuses to give it up. Because like She's like this. What? She's the sec, She's only the second female prime minister in our entire history. That should be an impressive thing, but it's not because she's such a fuck up. <laughs> also, both our both our female prime ministers have been Tory nightmares. That's also been a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly to kind of because they don't want to be seen as overtly soft and feminine, so they've just been the hardest ass bastards they can be. Oh, that, that, that doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, Hillary Clinton. Go the fuck away. No one's thought to direct to distract Theresa May with balloons yet, though. <laughs> that was one of the funniest memes f- for a while during the campaign. Her reaction to the balloons. <laughs> they should do it. I want to see other re- balloon reaction videos. Defo. Defo. Don't you go out after dark. Death stalks the streets of Whitechapel. You may have heard whispers of Springy Old Jack, but between you and me, the name's Ram Jack. Now, how could I know that? Guys, uh, Chris has got a game for us, but before we get more into games, I was going to uh, introduce you to um, something that Hasbro is doing to board games of yesteryear. In an attempt to get board games, I guess, more relevant to the youths, here's the weird part, guys. Board games are, like, in a renaissance. Like, everyone's playing board games That's what I was going to say. I thought board games were already back. I thought people were already, like, really into board games again. They seem to be playing really boring, kind of war, kind of world map-style board games. Oh, yeah. A bunch of Will Wheaton games. Like Very mouse, straight, yeah. I want the adults to get around and play Mousetrap or Ghost Castle or something again. Fuck yes. <laughs> what was Ghost Castle? Oh, I wonder, I wonder if you had Ghost Castle or whether it maybe it had so. a different name. It was a it was a very complex thing set in a set in a haunted castle, and it had this weird plastic middle section with staircases going up it, and you have little cardboard cutout figures, a bit like the Scooby Doo gang, but not. And you would move them around the house, and then occasionally you'd spin to drop a plastic skull into the top, into a hole in the top of the stairwell. And it would, um, by process of just random selection, it would fall out of one of four holes and potentially knock one of the characters over. And then you'd put a weird, spooky plastic mask on them, and they wouldn't be able to move for a couple of minutes because they'd be scared. And you basically had to get to the top of the staircase and close a coffin lid and lay the ghost. And that was um, that was the object of Ghost Castle. That is fucking oh. awesome. I love the concept of putting a mask on your character because they're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. So when I try to look that up in Wikipedia, it redirects me to a board game called Witch Witch. No. <laughs> Which Witch is- Witch. Oh yeah, uh, later it was later Ghost Castle in the UK. Um, better Ghost Castle is much better than Witch Witch. Like fuck that. That's a terrible name. I I can't. I don't even. 
I don't recall the game having anything to do with witches unless they retooled the plot. When uh, totally retooled the plot. No one got the witch witch one. It was a 1970s Milton Bradley game, blah, blah, blah. I was in a haunted house with four large rooms. Uh, the broom room, the witchin' kitchen, the spell cell, and the bat's ballroom. This is a real 60s, 70s American game with <laughs> names yeah. like that. <laughs> a large plastic chimney in the center. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Each token shaped like a child. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, move along to, moved along to the charmed circle. Something, uh, whatever. Um, does not sound nearly as fun as Ghost there was or a, Ghost there Castle. Was a ghost, um, the real Ghostbusters uh, did a tie-in version of the game. Um, oh, blimey. I took that fat. Which was sold as Haunted House. Oh, and... Um, oh, which... Appar- oh, so apparently the cards from the Ghostbusters version are what became Ghost Castle in the UK. So it's the same game, but with the Ghostbusters cards. Done. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Wow. So... Well, all right. Hasbro isn't rebooting that one, sadly. Ah. Uh, but Hasbro is making adult versions of popular board games of yesteryear in uh, a parody edition, as they call them. Um, gentlemen, would you be uh, it's a Monopoly, interested... a triple X parody. Just a parody <laughs> style. Uh, close. Would you guys be game to play What Happened Last Night? Clue, Lost in Vegas. No. Oh. So it's like the hangover, but with Clue? It is hangover the game. So uh, here's the <laughs> idea. Guys, we all wake up. <laughs> that was a crazy night last night in Vegas. Wait a minute. Where's Buddy? We've lost Buddy. He's not uh. dead. He's passed out somewhere. We got to go around and find the clues to figure out where Buddy is. No, nope, that's Buddy's problem. Fuck you, Buddy. <laughs> God, I think he's he's drunk in the casino with a with a candlestick. No, that doesn't work. We'll have to retool. <laughs> it's got to be something else. I'm not sure what he'd be drunk with. Like a, uh, I was just a tiger. I... Yeah, existing board games with saucy titles like Frisk instead of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even gonna conquer the world sexually. <laughs> um, I'm saying rather like one? the British Empire did, but uh, oof, oh, yeah, yeah. you're just you're Step spreading that. you're spreading various STDs across the world, and, and whoever's uh, whoever's disease makes it the furthest wins. That is okay, what this, we did. This game I'm going to play is chlamydia, and I want to take over. <laughs> I'll start in North America and slowly work my way over into. Russia and maybe South America. That's just my strategy for Listen, Frisk. Syphilis is taking hold in Australia and moving out. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that is a fun... See, that's a good parody. How about uh, this one, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, game of Life, Quarter Life Crisis. Oh, fuck off. In this game, instead of like going through your entire life, um, your uh, goal is to be the first one to pay off $500,000 in debt. Never do it. You'll never do it in a modern game. Insane. No one wins this game. It's How do you have five hundred thousand dollars in debt? Student loan, buying a house, having a, a crazy Kardashian wedding. Okay, buy. Okay, house and wedding. Okay, I was like, I've got plenty of debt, and I don't have five hundred thousand dollars of debt. Well, um, uh, here's another one that I think is actually kind of interesting, Brad, um, because I think you might want to play this. This is called Mystery Date Catfish Edition. Oh. <gasps> Okay. All right. Uh, an adult party version of the classic game, the Mystery Date Catfish Edition, brings players into the dating in a digital age with hilarious adult gameplay. 
By picking, swapping, and collecting the hilarious trait and action cards, players will wade through a sea of weirdos as they search for love in the dubious world of online dating. When it's time to open the door on the game board, players will be introduced to uh, the companion and dating scenario of their dreams. But watch out, just like in real life, you might just get catfished. Sold. Done. This is interesting. I don't... Have they given the word catfish to the lexicon, or do you reckon that would have to be a licensed tie-in to hmm, the show? Now that, it's, that's interesting. It's, I think it's, they, there's no putting the, the, the genie <laughs> back in the bottle. I think it's, yeah, catfish it's, belongs to the world. <laughs> Just the, you, if you have a license, you have specific catfish. You're, oh, you knock, open the door. Oh no, it's my cousin who's angry. I called her a fat-ass <laughs> Kelly Price. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's a it's a guy who hangs around sociology forums who thinks he's a, like a social experimenter, like he's the fucking Joker. <laughs> so good. That so would be look, awesome if it's slow black guy. <laughs> if if Neve isn't on the front of this box, like holding up the mystery date like door, then yeah. what's the point of the game, really? Uh, I'm still here for it. Um, how about botched operation? No. It's it's Operation, but a little bit more sinister, a little bit harder because it's the adult version. But also, um, you have to draw a card, and there's going to be a little bit more of an obstacle to you doing it. Maybe you have to um, do a, like a headstand and remove the piece that you have to remove, or maybe you're going to get tickled while you remove it. Nope. Fuck no. Like, Operation is already the worst game. <laughs> It's a game about being stressed out and then having a loud noise happen. Listen, I'm 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 gonna do a little bit of Ghostwatch talk just before because I watched the um the documentary where Mike Smith, Ooh. who's the phone in presenter on Ghostwatch, uh, he's no longer with us sadly, but um he oh. talked about one time when he was having a, a medical procedure done and they were drugging him up and he was just drifting off and the surgeon pulled his mask down and went, you were on that Ghostwatch show, weren't you? You frightened the life <laughs> out of me when I was a kid. And that's like oh. the last thing he remembered as he was <laughs> drifting off. That is amazing. That had to be premeditated I'm, or did the doctor really be like, wait a minute. I hope it didn't contribute to his genuine death, which has since occurred. <laughs> wow. Um, but anyway, that's that's as much Ghostwatch chat as I'm doing for now. Uh, listeners, wait for more, because it's going to be pretty awesome. I, again, love Ghostwatch. Guys, here's another one from Hasbro. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Still got a little popper. No. No. You, you play sorry just like before, but every time you send someone back, they have to tell a secret. A secret prompted by a card they have to draw. How about That's, dude, how does that dude work? bro? It's just Ludo, but with little fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, how does it work? I yeah, knock I you mean, off the board, I send you back, and you have to tell a secret about yourself. What do the cards right? have to do? Like, that makes it too specific to me, because I feel like it's tell a secret about X, and it's like, I don't have that many secrets to tell, I'm sorry. Well, you better make one up. Also, there's sorry, secrets. Sorry, not sorry. So guess what, game? <laughs> Already, not gonna work. It's the same thing as truth or dare. You it's by playing, you're willing you to tell. say I'm going to tell secrets. Yeah, that is more not sorry. Sorry, that's <laughs> yeah, dumb. So you save it for episode 400. No big deal. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start living some life because I don't have anything for episode 400. <laughs> you got time. You got time. Yeesh. But that's that's it for right now from Hasbro, guys. The good news is your podcast is here. The bad news is. It's dead.
Okay, this is a game I've had in mind for a while called Guided by Parents, and I often wondered, I thought, I wondered how I would get it to you. Like, I'd have to write all the stuff out and send it to you by email and just sort of say, hey, the answer's down here, be careful how you look at it. And then I ended up on an episode so I could run it, and I thought, okay then. The concept is thus. Are you familiar with IMDb's Parents Guide? Oh, vaguely. The first time I heard of it is when you mentioned it in the email to us about, would you like to play a game? It's a thing uh, that enables parents to work out if their sensitive small children can watch various movies. Um, and they exist for things including brutal horror movies. So uh, <laughs> the answer generally is no. Um <laughs> Uh, the thing that is very clearly unsaid about the parents' guide, but very obvious the second you start reading it, is it's absolutely aimed um, at American Christian families. Because <laughs> all the profanity yes. is like, the Lord's name is used in vain. There's no, like, you know, haram warning for when people eat uh, bacon, for instance. Those people don't <laughs> care. It's only very specific <laughs> people who care what, um, what delicate information wafts into their children's eyes. But you know all about the pe people buying movies and then sending them away to be edited down and sent back again. Crazy fucking shit. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we we do have people like that in the UK as well, <laughs> um, as as we again may talk about later with complaints. Uh, so anyway, huh? um, often the things in the parents' guide are like a guy says, "Screw you." That's it, and and sometimes. The things can be very descriptive. So what I have are 12 movies that each have three portions of description from the parents' guide. Um, uh, and increasing levels of difficulty. So if you guess the first one, you get three points. If you guess the second one, you get one point. Uh, no, two points. If you guess the third one, you get one point. And if you don't guess, then your opponent gets to guess for one point because they've heard everything. And of course, cool. they will get increasingly easy because each one you can you can think about how it relates to the previous question. So there, there's a couple. If you happen upon these two, this particular combination, there's one where like the one point one is very similar to what's the two point one in a different one, but it's in a different title. But it depends on what has happened before. Uh, and because oh, yeah. uh, because it is the season to be scary, these are all Ooh. horror films, um, which nice. makes it easier than it normally would be. Uh, the, well, I say horror films. Two of them are arguably not horror films, but they're sort of spooky films. Okay. Is there, a, is there a time frame for this? Like, is it from 80s on? Are these popular horror movies? Like, we're not going to be... The the concept is I absolutely can't be sure what movies you have and haven't seen. So they are all True. relatively well known. There's, there's okay. only one obscure one in there, but I know you've both seen it. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, so that's that's the way that goes. Um, the only thing to work out is whether you want to do... Uh, say three movies each, four, five, or the full six, and then I need to work out who to start with. All right. Um, Alex, what do you think? I, I, I mean, I'm game for anything. Let's do them all. Let's do it. Do it all. Look, if, if it's too long, you can edit some out. Sure. All right. In that case, here's the spooky guided by parents, and let's let's do it alphabetically. Um, of with first name, Alex. Give me a number between one and twelve. Inclusive. Ooh. I will take 12, please. Okay. Okay. 
You'll like this, this is Guided by Parents Spooky Edition. Your three-point question that the uh, parents thought might bother children is one frozen corpse. Huh, frozen corpse. Hmm. Now I'm wondering if it's like solid frozen as in cold or uh, someone like frozen in fear. I can't distinguish. It's not uh, frozen in fear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Okay. No, okay, I'll um, give you extra information. It is frozen because of the cold. There you go. Oh, okay, That's okay, more okay. Than you should have. Um, is it it? No, not it. What was I thinking of? Well, okay, I already guessed it, so I can't go back. No, no, I haven't responded yet. So, um, when you have a final answer, tell me. The thing. It is not the thing. For two points, this uh, this one may be too easy at this point. It says. Um, I'm going to read these exactly as they are. Some of them have grammatical errors. For one of them, for example, one of them had the phrase, uh, someone says the phrase, you are so sexy for White House. Um, however, right, for two points, the, although this is considered the best horror film ever made, it is more of a psychological thriller. It lacks gore and blood and sex. There is some violence and a brief scene of nudity and the occasional F word. It is more intellectually scary than shock value. Huh. Um, Batman and Robin. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Batman and Robin. You're remembering it's got frozen, frozen corpses. <laughs> and it, it's, I, it's, very it's, it's a very psychological. It's, it's a psychological thriller. I mean, it's getting all the. The only thing that it does it. I, I'm gonna guess The Shining. It has to be The Shining, right? Alex, you have two points. It is Stanley yes, Kubrick's 1980 yes, yes, classic, yes. The Shining. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, Brad, let's get you on the board. Um, any number from 1 to 11? 3. Okay, I'm gonna, um, I have not arranged this very well. Okay, for 3 points, this is a long this is a long description, so bear with me. In fact, all of these are long de- all of these are long descriptions. Someone had a lot to say about movie 3. It says, the sexual content is mainly limited to the opening scene in which a man and a woman are dressed in a cheap hotel, are dressing in a cheap hotel room before getting back to work, obviously post-coital, and in the midst of an affair, both are half-dressed, yes, they're dressing, the woman in her brassiere and the man shirtless, they're dressing, is, is the thing I'm telling you. Okay. Their conversation is punctuated by some necking and sensual kissing. Ooh. God, what is this? What is a movie that starts... Ah, fuck. I have no idea. Um... Guess anything. I will guess... Oh, I got an idea. Damn it, I got nothing. Keep it to yourself (laughs) until the... Oh, trust, I want those points. Uh, uh, Final Destination, I don't know. That's very good. For a few, if you ever decide to do this again, you may want to work out a future example where someone can throw in the other answer early and get more than more than one point. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, uh, number two, um, I could also make that the stealing one gets two points, but never mind. Let's work with this for the moment. Um, For two points, Rad. While the film contains no profanity, there are some instances of mature dialogue in the opening scene in the hotel room. You may have mentioned (sighs) the one where they're dressing. A man and woman discuss their illicit relationship while getting dressed. A later occurrence involves involves the discussion of a love affair that tragically ends in murder and suicide. In the story, a mother begins a relationship with a man whom she eventually poisons with strychnine, only before ingesting it herself. The mother's son, it is said, finds the two dead together in bed. Uh, 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 Psycho. 
It is psycho. It's the uh, sudden I, stuff that I tried not to tried I, not to overly. There was all time I was like, what's a, what's a horror movie with a hotel? I can't think of a single one. Not horror it's, hotel. It's <laughs> the one with the hotel. Yeah. Damn. Um, right. Also, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. That was the only. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking Shining. Shining's the only movie with a hotel, obviously, except that other one. My phone went ding. Oh my god, it's uh, someone just tweeting, sending me a DM. A British person sending me a DM at 1.37. That dude can't sleep either. Alright. Alex, we are down number three and number 12. Give me another. Um, Let's go number nine. Alright. Um, if I'd done this on the iPad, it would be I'd just be able to go straight to it. Okay. For three points... A woman strangles a young boy. The boy survives. Whoa. Um. Friday the 13th? Is that, your, is that what you're sticking to? Yeah. It is not Friday the 13th. For two points, a young boy makes homemade weapons, including a dart gun and baseball launcher, to use in defense against an imaginary monster. He brings some of these weapons to school. Babadook? Boom! Two points again, Babadook. Um, two points nice. seems to be... Seems to be the area. I need to make those. I need to make those harder. Okay, back to Brad. Three, nine, and twelve are gone. Hit Two. me. Two. I, I also, I'm using Google Keep, so I'd like to have like pulled these into numerical order, which would have made them very easy to find. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> sadly, that was not available to me. For three points in this horror classic, a statue is uncovered. Its penis is shown. A statue with a penis in a horror movie. Hmm. It's Michelangelo's David. <laughs> strikes back. The famous film, David. Uh, Hellraiser. Oh, that's a good shout. It's not right, but it's a great yeah. shout. Um, <laughs> who's likely to have put a cock in a horror film? I know, Clive <laughs> Barker. Yeah, it's, it's my thing. Um, no, uh, I think you might get it with the number two. A young girl goes through various medical procedures. These may be frightening for some viewers. Uh, oh, I'm... and I've realised I've actually put the same one for part numbers two and one, so I've really screwed it up. That was a mistake on my part. I... Uh, I'm gonna... Say The Exorcist. Well, I'm glad you said The Exorcist because I fucked up the one-pointer. You are correct. It is The Exorcist, a film I know you've had trouble getting through in one city. Yes. Yes. It's a movie all about medical procedures. So. <laughs> that, 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 that scene is fucking terrifying. <laughs> the, the machinery. Yeah. Alright, Alex, are you with me? Oh, I'm there. Okay, I'll take your word for that. Uh, give me one, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, or eleven. Five. Nice. <laughs> right. For three points, a briefcase full of prescription meds is seen. Later, pills surround a passed-out person. Huh. Prescription drugs in a briefcase? Mm, no idea. I'm gonna say Halloween H two O. Serious answer. That is, it's not a bad <laughs> it's answer. It's the first. It's not the right answer. For two points, a man is pricked in the finger with a pen and signs a contract in his own blood. Ooh. Bedazzled? Oh, that's a good guess. It's wrong again. <laughs> also, which bedazzled? 
the um, original Peter Cook Dudley the Moore original Liz Fraser. I, uh, Liz Fraser. Sorry, I, I apologise. It was the singer from the Twins. Anyway, yeah, you're cool. Um, I don't, I don't know. That is my guess because I have no idea. Okay, um, it's it's a it's a very good guess. It's wrong. So you're down to the one pointer for the first time. <laughs> a man has his face crushed by a record press. He is then seen running out of a building holding uh-huh. his face. The trailer briefly shows his face after being crushed. Holy smack. I have no idea. I'm going to guess Tex- Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I think there's going to be a stealing opportunity coming up here. Is that your final That's guess? my final. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I've got to throw it over to Brad for one point. I'm going to guess an obscure movie that we have both seen, Alex. I'm going hmm. to uh, uh, guess uh, Phantom of the Paradise. You are correct, Brad. That is Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, the one, the movie I could guarantee you had both seen because <laughs> you covered nice. it on the podcast when uh, Illyria was on. Yes. The record player should have told me. Yeah. Or the uh, record press. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's why that was the one point one. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're good to continue. Um, Brad, give me a 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, a 10, or an 11. 8. 8. Okay. For three points, a woman falls from a balcony. We see blood drip from her mouth, and her arm is clearly broken. She survives, however. Hmm. <sighs> falls from a balcony. Broken arm. Falls from a balcony. I'm afraid I can't provide any further clarification than what was in the parent's guide. Yeah. By the rules that I created, and therefore cannot... Um, cannot break. I am uh, uh, the omen. <laughs> For three points, that is the omen. Wow! Fantastic. I haven't seen that in so long. I do not remember that at all. That is Lee Remick getting knocked off the balcony while hanging, wow. doing a hanging basket. It's Damien on his little trike prior to the uh, shining, knocking her off, and uh, I think some goldfish go as well. And it's a, an incredible scene filmed sideways. So you actually sort of see her fall and hit the ground. Nice. It's good. Very cool. Richard Donner, the guy who also made Superman. Well, this is a weird career. <laughs> um, the Omen, that was eight. Did I scribble off eight? I didn't. Right, are you still entertained? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is super challenging. I- it is. This is so difficult. I, I wonder if I should have made some of them easier, but like I I, I have oh, to rely no. on what's no. there. Yeah, no, no you're totally fine. So, um, there is one where I did debate whether if the episode guide fe- if the parents guide features character names, whether I should leave them in or not. On this occasion, I have changed them to things like the killer. Um, sure. But nice that that should be part of the um the one the three two one points. All right, Alex, your choices are one. Four, five, six, or seven, ten, or eleven. Mm, let's do one. Hooray! Actually, you'd think that would be easier to find as well, but it, here it's nestled right in the middle of stuff. <laughs> okay, number one. Uh, I nearly said a thing that I shouldn't have said because it would have provided you guys with too much information. Three. <laughs> a daughter disdainfully criticizes her mother. The mother slaps <laughs> the daughter. <laughs> think of the disdain. A mother and daughter relationship. <laughs> Oh, I got this. Have you? I think you I have. I hope. <laughs> I mean... You get to see if you are more correct. I honestly cannot think of that. I'm going to say paranormal activity because I can't remember. Oh, that's good. Um, it's wrong. Okay, moving on to two points. A teenage girl's body is seen inside a body bag. 
which is covered in blood during a dream ah. sequence. Very stylized, but potentially disturbing. That one probably should have been a three, a one pointer. But if you don't, really? if you know I it, still you don't know. know. I... Oh, give it to him again. Give it to him again. Yes. Brad, are you now convinced that you were right the first time? Absolutely. <laughs> a teenage girl's body is seen inside a body bag which is covered in blood during a dream sequence. Very stylized, but potentially disturbing. Hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street? Correct, it is. The first Yay. Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a series of films if you're all about disdainful teenagers um, being <laughs> attacked by their mothers. If you're interested, uh, the one point one was a teenage boy is dragged into a pit in the center of his bed before eject being ejected in a fountain of blood. This effect is impressive, but obviously very unrealistic and silly. And the scene is mostly played for laughs. Is it? These people are sick. <laughs> did that get the approval of these? Uh, did they say, you know what, your kids can watch this? I'm assuming um, not. Especially. <laughs> They don't. They they merely provide the information. Alex, it's up to you to decide whether, Ooh. as a parent, you are degenerate enough to allow your children to see I, this. Personal, personally, I'm all right with the hilarious ejection of blood from um, dead Johnny Depp, but I do not like that disdainful daughter. <laughs> the the one point one was very nearly. Um, a teenager saying he was going to watch Miss Nude America and it didn't matter what she said because he was going to have headphones on. Um, Brad, 4, 5, 6, 7, or 10 and 11? Uh, in honor of 9 11, let's go 11. <gasps> no. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> that was it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Chris. Um, yeah. <laughs> we did set. I was thinking we had our big terrorist thing on 7 7. So it was always, it was transatlantically helpful. <laughs> nice. You guys could always call it 7-7. It was perfectly all right. Okay. <laughs> I consider this one a little bit difficult. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and I nearly said another thing that would have helped too much. Anyway, three points. The first 13 minutes are really frightening. The first, what's a 13 minutes? What? The first 13 minutes. Hopefully in every horror movie they start off right. Unless it's like a slow burn. Like a... Well, go ahead. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to... <laughs> the first... That could be any horror movie. I'll say Friday the 13th. Ooh. That's a good shout. It's not right. Two points. Yeah. A teenager is crushed in a garage door. And later we see her bloody body. Oh. Crushed in a garage door. Um... In a garage door. See, this is one where I think the 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 one point one is not as easy as it could be, but uh, it relies on the knowledge of this two pointer as well to make it easier. Crash in a garage door, garage door, garage door. Mm, oh, no, nope, can't I can't say. Dang. I. I I'll say Final Destination for real this time. <laughs> is that the name of the fourth one? For real. <laughs> it should be. Um, you, I think you'll find... I'm pretty sure the fourth one was The Final Destination. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Then they made yeah. Final close, close. Destination 5. That's That was a real, that was a real weird one. Um, it's not correct. So we're down to, for one point... Uh, 
The film contains strong, sustained, sadistic threat and menace where characters are often harassed and stalked by the killer. In many ways, the manner in which characters are tormented before their gruesome deaths makes the violence very hard-hitting, and even though some aspects of this film is seen as comical, uh, the violence certainly is not. And where I said comical, imagine I said comedic, because that's what they've got here. Some aspects of this film is seen as comedic. <laughs> alright, alright, so, alright, so it's a horror movie, we're killing a bunch of teenagers, classic formula, killing a bunch of teenagers, it can seem comedic, we're killing somebody with a garage door, which I feel like I should know this, I must know this. Oh, I mean... <sighs> I think the garage door one could be better described because it's a little more involved, and that's that's as much of a clue as I'm willing to give. Yeah, I I feel like I I, I as soon as you say this, I'm going to know it. I because there's something something's tickling in my mind, and I can't figure out what it is. Can I reach my copy from here? No, I can't. Uh, can't. Oh, <laughs> oh, I I I have absolutely nothing. I'm gonna just say trick or treat. Nice. Um, wrong. Alex, are you ready to um, usurp? It's Scream. It is Scream for one point. Where's Craven? Oh, Scream. Never, I've never actually watched the Scream movies. God damn. Um, that, that's the Rose McGowan kill in the garage door. She yeah, tries to she's... Es- she tries to escape through a dog door that's in a garage door and the killer lifts it up. Damn it. It's, it's pretty classic. Wears, she's wearing a very distracting swirly dress. Not just sexually distracting, it's just visually distracting. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird like 90s or early knots prints. Dude, you need to watch it. It's a good it's a yeah, good one. That's just that's kind of my hole in movies, is like uh, mid mid to late nineties. I am the urban legend final cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you did last summer. Right. Alex, we've still, got number, we've still got number 10, but perhaps you're tempted to break up the 4, 5, 6, and 7 block. Let's go, uh, let's go s- 5. Okay, I've got to find it. Um, you know what? 5 was Phantom of the Paradise. I apologize. Um, 4, 6, 7, or 10. Let's do 4. Okay. Here we're really, we're, we're coming down to the wire now. You are, there's one point in it, by the way, Brad, is one ahead. Ooh, I was about to ask what the score was. Yeah, I, I was wondering whether I should give you a periodic updates. Um, it's yeah. kind of it's eight it's eight for seven currently. <gasps> the stakes have never been higher. Big stakes, <laughs> they never big have. Stakes. As you can see in my highly technical paper-based <laughs> scenario. Nice. Okay, Alex, clear your mind. For three points, a high-pressured hose crashes people into tables. A high-pressure hose crashes people into tables. Um, what is that movie? Anybody? The Hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Is it Carrie? It is Carrie. Three points. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice work, Brian De Palma. Uh, in my mind, Brian De Palma's Carrie, but um, I can't remember if that happens in the Chloe Grace Moretz version. I, I was. I was thinking, what was it, the Inferno movie in the building where people, like, the building's on fire, they have to go to the roof. I'm like, there was, like, a fire hose in that, wasn't there? <laughs> Sorry. 
Towering Inferno. I can't always reach for my copy of all of these films. <laughs> yeah, it was very easy to think of titles. I just looked over at my DVDs. Um, when a situation like this happens, do you got are you guys interested in hearing the two and ones, or should we just move on? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. For two points, it was going to be a teenage boy kills pigs. We only see the hammer swinging up and down. We hear the pigs squealing. John Travolta there murdering some pigs. And Travolta's killing him? It's been a while since I've yeah, seen this movie. He absolutely is. Him and Nancy Allen are in this and dress and um, blowout. The other Brian De Palma thing. But yeah, he's a he's a he's he's a teenage boy uh, in nineteen seventy-eight. Um so anyway, for one point, a teen girl massacres the people at a prom using her telekinetic powers. <laughs> this may be intense for some viewers. Nice. Okay. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Oh, we've got we've got three left. Brad, we've got six, seven, and ten. Seven. I should I should start like deleting these to make it easier to find the thing. But um, you said seven. I reckon you'll get this one. Maybe not immediately. Right, number three for three points rather. There is brief reference to pedophilia when a policeman says he had been investigating a dentist who liked to play with kids too much. That I, that's so suspicious. I should know that. Um, I. It has no bearing on the plot, which is <laughs> from. I shouldn't have said that. I keep giving right. too much info. All right. Um, <laughs> it's as much as it. It's it's I, taking as much as I can to not just give you the plot of Revelation yeah, yeah. of the Daleks episode two. <laughs> <laughs> never. It's not allowed. But not allowed. No, I, I can't do um, it. We may never know I what can't happens on the cross. Explain the DJ or anything. You'd never forgive me. Nope. Nope. Alright, that was the three-pointer. There's a brief reference to pedophilia when a policeman says he'd been investigating a dentist who liked to play with kids too much. Okay, um... I'll say... Halloween. Okay, it's not Halloween. Uh, And it would have been very much like the Rob Zombie Halloween with a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Pedophiles. Oh no, that's the old Top of the Pops studios. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh! Radio 1, BBC Radio 1, House of a Thousand Pedophiles. <laughs> I'm trying to get as much British content into this episode as possible. Oh, please do, just oversaturate it, you please. Two points, Brad, uh, and I think this might be the one that does it. Police find a dead man with multiple wounds from razor wire. Grizzly photographs are seen. A police officer says that the man cut himself so deep they found traces of stomach acid on the floor. Saw. That is saw for two points. Um, you are level pegging. <laughs> You're both on ten points each. Nice. I didn't think about this. I didn't think to have like a tiebreaker or anything <laughs> like that. Perhaps you'll just have to be equally good. Um, Alex, six or ten? Let's go ten. Oof. Uh, it does mean, uh, Brad, we robbed of a choice of the last one. I should have gone. Uh, where the fuck did I put ten? Excuse me. Choice is an illusion anyway, guys. It's fine. <laughs> I was always going to choose 10. <laughs> Butterfly effect is 10. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, you know what? I haven't done a 10. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. I might have to hit the IMDb parents guide and knock one up together. Well, listen, you, we're, we're, why don't you do we're, six? But in six, we can both answer at any time. Oh, that okay. way it's like the tie. Yes. It's basically the tiebreaker. Alex, you're a fucking genius. Alright, are you happy with that? Sure. Okay, for the title of the 
Parents Guide Champion. I, I, I haven't really thought it through. Um, for three points. PG-13 for supernatural action, including frightening images, suggestive content, and language. Paranormal activity. And Brad? I'll say Poltergeist. Incorrect. For two points. Two characters transform into vicious dog-like creatures. Oh, The Hunger Games. What? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, Alex wins. It is, in oh, fact, yes! Ivan Reitman's was... 1984 <laughs> classic, The Hunger nice Games. Nice work. And he, I... the incredible tactic of stunning your yes! opponent with yes! such an incorrect answer <laughs> that they're trying to process it while you think of the correct answer <laughs> is not a sportsman-like way to win the guided by parents. I was not given any rules that said I could do to the contrary. <laughs> I, I, I bow to your uh, tactics. Now that, that is now, shocking. Both movies are rated PG thirteen, and both of them have characters that turn into dogs. It's Hunger just Games that ghost people that turn into dogs. Yes. Uh, so the two the dog it. creatures at the end of it that she has to like fight they're CG in the movie, but in the book they were former contestants from previous games that they like either they had been seriously wounded and they basically made them into dog people. Hunger Games is kind of fucked up, but they Ghostbusters was the first dog people. Yeah, dude. The fuck. I thought it was Planet- just like a girl shoots people to get money for poor people for rich people's entertainment. Mm. Didn't know there were dog people. Real. There's <laughs> a lot of things being turned into dog people. I mean, I mean, it's a regular Doctor Who. I'm episode still not going to watch point. it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's not. I'll just watch agree. some dogs. <laughs> yes, I go to I the park. The dog. Yeah, nice. Brad, I. Look, it was a tough. It was a tough fight. Um, obviously, you know way more about horror movies than me. Yeah. But I had the never... advantage. Um, you had to pull some tactics. I guess. But I yeah, I had the strategy, and that's when it just happened this time. Maybe next time. See, generally, I thought that would have made it easier because you go, well, it's a horror movie, so that is something you already know about it when when going in. But um, yeah. maybe it was it was an unfair uh, situation to put you in, Alex. But you uh, you oh, no. powered on through. Yeah, I, I I did what I had to do to win, and I won. Thank Chris. Fine. That was actually a really awesome game. I yeah, really love this. I think we yeah. should do this in the future. We're this will become a staple on the show. You're you're very welcome. You're very welcome to the format. Maybe you'll do it better than me. And I hope that you don't listen to it back and find that I added those scores up incorrectly. <laughs> if you do, just <laughs> Brad actually won by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My God, the full moon. Before we jump into Ghostwatch, mm-hmm. um, I just I just did a, a, a quick peek to see if some people needed advice. Ooh. Um, Chris, would I, you be game? I just I just want to play some giving advice the game, only because I saw a headline on Mormon Hub that I need to read. <laughs> Hi friends, I'm just a Johnson Jones. Um, by the way, Johnson Jones oh. has a, a, a painting of John Wayne as their icon, so Ooh. that's what we're dealing with here. I'll paint your John Wayne. Uh, The headline is LDS Church Directory Hacked? Question mark. Hi guys, I'm just a Johnson Jones. This week I got a call from a concerned member. They were an older widow in our ward. That's fun to say. They were an older widow in our ward. She had received a call from Microsoft. (laughs) That was what she thought. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. They asked her for access to her computer, and she gave it to them. 
They asked for gift card numbers, and she gave it to them, and spent a lot of money she did not have on buying them. Then she started to realize that these people were probably not actually from Microsoft. <laughs> she asked me what to do. I do not know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I told her that this was probably the best course of action. Oh boy, alright. Let's hear his advice. <clears throat> One, disconnect from the internet with that computer. <laughs> Two, make a police report. Three, get that computer wiped. Four, get credit monitoring ASAP. Oh, that's such the wrong order to do things, and such a weird list of things. Um, I do not know how thoroughly her information was compromised, but they had a program on her computer, and I was able to access the, the logs. Hmm. It appears they took every document from her documents and download folder and downloaded it to wherever they were at. Oh, the recipes, they've got them. Oh no, <laughs> Judith, your recipes! I know what I'm having for dinner this week. Every night. <laughs> meatloaf, cheese ball, other kind of cheese ball, other kind of meatloaf. Oh, <laughs> these hackers going, oh, so cinnamon was the secret ingredient. Uh-huh. Oh, it's Alex's family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I am not an expert, and she asked me to save all her files and only delete the programs they installed. I could see from the logs that it appeared they had put hundreds of programs on her computer. What are these logs? Jesus. <laughs> but I couldn't locate it with a antivirus with a antivirus. I didn't want to tell her, but I but I had no idea what to do with the computer. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with a computer. No so you found all of these weird logs that prove stuff doesn't know what to do with a computer? Yeah, that's that's very suspect. That's weird. I told I told her that what I could do was very little, and that her best bet was to wipe the computer, but I was not an expert. They have experts that can do this, so we called them. <laughs> Finding out they charge $80 are are a more in-depth virus scan and even more to wipe the computer. She turned it off and I'm not sure what she will do next. I also took several I also took several hundred dollars in cash out of my own pocket to help her out to help her out at this time. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh. At this time, comma, so, comma, financially, comma, at least for the present, comma, she is not suffering, open parentheses, in case anyone was won- wondering, comma, I don't know about later or if her bank account or credit card will be hacked or used or not, in bracket. I am alarmed at something else. Oh boy. <laughs> While going through her file, oh boy, okay, okay. Um, I am alarmed at something else. While going through her files, I found that among them, was a ward directory. She was in a leadership position at one time and used the ward directory in her calling. Oh, Mormon talk. In it were the names, address, phone numbers, and birth dates of all the members of our ward. That is awesome. (laughs) This is alarming because it also included birth dates, which are personal information. I am pretty certain it is now in the hands of those who hacked her computer. My thought was to alert the ward clerk. There's a ward clerk? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Hello, I'm a, the ward clerk. It's just a guy. His name's Ward Clerk. 
<laughs> the ward clerk, who is more knowledgeable of this, as I do not know what to do in this instance. How do you has not he, know has, what to do? Has he made that clear enough? I think I may make an announcement over the pulpit that, that <laughs> during the service. I think Does anyone I'm... have anything they want to talk about before we begin the service today? Why? Also, Ward, let me tell you about those several, me. several hundred dollars I forked over. Oh, uh, I think out of the I goodness may... of my own heart. I think I may make an announcement over the pulpit that the ward directory. Period. End of sentence. He's been inside than... panic. Other than this, I have no idea what I am to do. Does anyone know what I should be doing in this regard? Well, you come to the right place because we're going to tell you what to do. Yeah. But you may never hear it, and that's okay. Um, so did she give them her credit card information or just access to her computer? Because that I couldn't remember from the beginning. Well, I don't... She... Okay, so... It's just a gift card, which I didn't understand. Um, so... They asked for gift card numbers, and she gave it to them, and spent a lot of money. Yeah, that's them. a common that's a common practice because of the way that it's not traceable. Yeah, so I guess she had the, they they were buying she had her buying gift cards to send. Okay. Yeah, even though buy even though we're Microsoft, pay us in Apple vouchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they first. They don't. They're what are you, what are you talking about? I mean. Well, they have the identity of everyone in the ward, so that's already people's identities are stolen. Just stand up in front of the pulpit and yell that first. Your identities have been stolen. I think the real take home is that he does not know what he's doing. I really, really wanted you to know that. Go to a professional. You're in over your head. Get out of it. Hand it off to someone else. Hot potato. I I, I mean, wouldn't the first step be call, call the bank? Tell them that this was a scam and like have them refund the money on those from the cards, right? Well, can you could try that. You could try it, but I think I think I mean as a person that's been scammed a lot. Nice. Grant, I've never just bought people gift cards in a scam. Well, yeah, that's at that point it's like, why the fuck did you buy these people gift cards? Did you ask for their credentials? Why did you give these people these gift cards? That yeah, like if, if someone spoofed your details and then bought gift cards with it, like I think yeah. that stuff's insured and you could get that money back. But I think yeah, yeah the advice here is oh well. Shit, well, sorry. I, no, You've lost I think the advice is, that again. I think the advice is you lie and say you didn't buy those gift cards. Mm. Oh, so you're just, yeah. yeah. They hacked my computer. Did you give I them mean, access to your computer remotely? No, they just got it. <laughs> they did yeah. it on their own. It was magic. This happened I, to my grandmother. Did I say that on the show before? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was, it was one of those things where they were holding her computer hostage. It was Christmas Day. We were over at her house. I looked up. Uh, Emily actually noticed. She's like, why is the mouse moving on your grandmother's computer? No one's there. And the first, everyone said, oh, ghost watch. But no, it wasn't actually a ghost. It was uh, It was someone had been scamming her. They had been calling her on the regular and been like, hey, your computer's down. I'm sure you noticed you're locked out of it. Here, just here, give me this money. Or I don't know how she paid them. I didn't have time um, for the internet is a series of pipes joke. there. <laughs> but yeah, so we there's no way to like stop it until you revoke ac- remote access to these persons. Yeah. You need to do that on your computer first, bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like, I mean, make an announcement in your church, like, "Hey, don't fall for scams." Um, but like, really, that's because they've got those phone numbers. I doubt, I doubt they're gonna go to the effort to like call people. I doubt they're going to go through the documents in this random person's computer to find phone numbers of other people to scam. Maybe because it was so easy, but 
I doubt it. It's not worth the effort. It's easier just to like randomly find another person to scam. Oh yeah. They don't I mean you don't have enough information. Like a birthday and phone number is one thing, but yeah. unless you have like four of a social, you're not gonna yeah. do anything in the states no. for that. No, everyone's fine. Um, like yeah, g- get get the files off because the files aren't corrupted with something. The files are fine. Get your files off and then wipe that computer and start over. You're fine. Yeah, with the information I've got, the worst they can do is do a prank phone call and send a birthday card. Oh, <laughs> oh but that would be nice. <laughs> what, what if they're like? What if they did? What if they just started sending birthday cards? <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. We're benevolent hackers. Happy birthday. We got from, like $800 from that old lady. <laughs> this old lady is actually super rich and it's someone in the church. And they're oh. using her gift cards to pay it back because she never gives it to the church. Oh. She never gives the 10% God demands. I, I think, how did that guy have that several thousand, several hundred dollars spent? Yeah, that's, an- to give that's another question. I, th- I, think we're, I think we're seeing a loop. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Johnson hmm. Jones. Johnson Jones. And, like, it, it can't be him. He's the guy making the big fuss about it. Yeah. He doesn't even know what to do. How did you find those logs? He found them on his own computer. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Log. What are these logs? I found logs. <laughs> what? What are these logs? Who I found logs that? in a fireplace. <laughs> uh, I'm buying it. All right. Well, we've helped some Mormos that were hacked. <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> Allegedly hacked. Allegedly hacked. Hacked from inside the building. Can't spell olds without LDS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, friends, it is that super spooky time of the week where we discuss Ghost Watch. <laughs> We don't summarize it when it's a movie of this length, do we? Or do we want to summarize it? I mean, I think we should summarize it. Chris, are you prepared to summarize this episode of Ghost Watch? <laughs> I'm prepared to fail to do so. There's a lot in it. Now look. There's not a lot in it to start with, and then there's lots in it. <laughs> but I mean, you just have to brush it. Look, you have a minute. <laughs> if you go over, you've forgotten a few things about Ghost Watch. I've never if understood it's... this. By the While I'm here... I have never understood. I know it's an excuse to play that have you forgotten that terrible song. <laughs> but if surely, if you haven't said enough is when you've forgotten, right? When you I, haven't said enough? No, that makes you a chump. That's Yeah, uh, Chris, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't if want to apply listen, the logic you forgot, of logic. You're, clear, you're stretching, you're forgotten, you're, you I go over because you've forgotten. If you knew it t- deeply in your core, you would be able to quickly summarize it in exactly one minute. Oh, yes. I see. It's all, it's all the erms and stuff that push you over because of the stuff you've forgotten. Well, exactly. I, I, okay, fair enough now. <laughs> I, perhaps I will have forgotten how I felt that day. <laughs> um, if you go under... Is that Tim McGraw, seconds, by the jump. way? Who the fuck is that? Who is it? I, I honestly don't know. Is it Tim McGraw? Is it... I can't even think of another. It's not any of... It's not Brad Paisley. Perhaps it's, it's just not. some kind of Jeff Dunham character. <laughs> um, we um, all if, know who wrote this great song um, that we all love. Um, the song <laughs> Have You Forgotten. Um, it's a classic song that we all know is by Daryl Worley. No idea. Could have been anybody. It's not a name. Daryl Worley. I um, heard a little bit of uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's Some Gave All recently. Oh, <laughs> That shit. sounds exactly like you think it does. Uh, Alright. I, I shudder to even think about how that... Um, but yeah, so, yes. 
You can tell I'm trying to put off this uh, summary. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job. But listen, if you can't, um, uh, if you can't get at least tell us what's going on in over 55 seconds, you're a chump. If it's 55 to a minute, you win. You're look. You did a great job. We're proud of you. Mm-hmm. But Chris, if you can, if you could bring it together tonight mm. on this special hall of this special episode of Ramjack, no, right. and you go to a, you can do it in a minute exactly. You're a brave heart. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best things you can be. Brave hearts, He's got the spirit, you. Brad. Right, okay, but I'm is he possessed? I don't know. I mean, Chris, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you in on the, on the secret. It's just to figure out what you want to end on, and yeah. I'll watch that clock. I guess so. People time themselves doing this. I, I thought everyone just sort of tried to. Oh, not, tried to hit. Well, that's physically impossible. That's that's impossible. Come on, come that's on. Impi- come yeah. on. You got to look at the clock. That's so what I used to do on Intro to X. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no one, no one has ever made that a rule. Fair enough. Well, I never knew. Okay. Now you All know. Right. Someone count right. me in. All right, and you will be going in. Three, two, one, go. Okay, it's Halloween 1992, and the BBC showed Ghostwatch, a drama that looks like a live broadcast from a spooky house with two teenage girls, a bother, two prepubescent girls, are bothered by a spooky um, ghost called Pipes. There's a reason why he's called Pipes. We'll discuss that later. And um, various recognisable people are investigating the house for 90 minutes and it's very boring for a long time and then stuff really starts going fucking crazy and cats are screaming and there's a ghost in a cupboard under the stairs which they call a glory hole. Get used to hearing that a little (laughs) bit in the conversation. And um, it turns out that the whole thing is an enormous electronic seance where all of the country is watching at the same time and the ghost escapes from this one flat in Northolt to infest all of the houses in the UK who are watching. 11 million tuned in and Michael Parkinson gets possessed by a spirit and that is Ghost Watch. One minute, two seconds. Let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten? So close, so close. I'm sorry if I, well, I don't know if I ruined your streak. The streak is you guys, and I don't know how that streak is holding up at the moment because I haven't heard the most recent episode because it hasn't okay. been released at time of recording. It's because I'm a slacker editor. Oh, I know no. that feeling. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's a, there's a, there's a two-year-old um, <laughs> uh, last word podcast still sitting on my um, computer. Never heard as of. And it was the it was the it was the last episode of a series a season as well. Good lord. Anyway, never so, know yes. what happened to those kids. We'll never know what happened to those kids. Oh, you will. Yay. <laughs> um. So I, I I brought you the suggestion of Ghostwatch because hey, it's British and I like you know I like it. <laughs> it's pretty well, awesome. It's great. And I'll answer I, any question you have, possibly inaccurately. I I was actually supposed to talk about Ghostwatch on another podcast um, a whiles back. I think it was I think I want to say it was Ian's. Um, I don't right. remember what what the podcast was. I know they ended up doing it, but. It happened to be like the week I moved to Florida when they recorded it. Oh, um, I believe. Um, so I, I didn't get to talk about it, but I did watch it then, and I've enjoyed it much since then because it's mm. great. 
I often wonder how it holds up when you don't have the um, the baggage of the presenters knowing that the the people who present. I mean, obviously, we'll have to break it down for listeners soon. But the fact that it's a, a it's a drama presented as a real live event featuring respect respected um, recognizable people with gravitas and verisimilitude. So that you know, for a long time. And bizarrely, a long time when nothing's really happening, you know, when it's the most realistic, um, you could really buy into it. And it spends a long time actually setting up plot to pay off later. That's what the first sort of hour of it does. It's masterfully done. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. It, it, watching it, I, I couldn't help but think the people who made Paranormal Activity must have loved ghost watch it feels very similar as far as like the building the slowness that really pays off it's funny you should say that you are absolutely correct um yeah there are a lot of people talk about the blair witch project as a as, as a kind of thing they feel must have been inspired by ghost watch but there's no guarantee that they saw this thing that was shown in the uk once and has never been repeated by the way on any channel really? nope even now, when the BBC has got a ton of channels, nope, they do, they do not want to show that again because of uh, because of the, uh, because of what uh, happened. Was, was the blowback that bad? That's oh the thing I don't know. Like, my yes, let's go was. ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So this is um, the, I'm assuming... quickly. Oren Oren Pelly was interviewed in Time Out around about the time of the release of um, Paranormal Activity. He's the director of Paranormal Activity. And they said, what sort of thing would you like to see on DVD? And he specifically mentioned Ghostwatch as a thing that he had seen but was not out in the US. So it's absolutely an influence on it. Um, And I can't imagine it's not an influence on specifically Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. The the Bloody Mary one with the two small girls in, which is almost just Ghostwatch the movie, the, the, the American version. It's very true. Interesting. I'll have to watch that one. So, um... Stephen Volk, the writer of this, he's he had uh, a drama that it was a six-part, six-episode drama about um, two girls living in a haunted house in a sort of poltergeist situation, and you'd get to know all of these characters over the six-episode run, and the last episode was going to involve a live broadcast from the house, Ooh. and um, the producer. Um, of it tried to shop it around at the BBC and they were not interested in it but then they thought how about we just do the last episode and we do it as though it is the live broadcast that you're seeing and then they did it as a a 90 minute screen one drama and like a lot of the um, yeah a lot of the blowback afterwards called it uh, hoax but like it's got a writing credit at the start it for for about a point four of a second by the way, it's the quickest credit you've ever seen. That's nothing. That's not the. Um, that's not Daily Motion that's done that. It's done it. It's got credits at the end. Um, and as I showed you earlier in the Radio Times, the the BBC specific TV guide that was. It's not free, but it was widely purchased. Anyone could have looked in and seen that it was a screen one drama, and it was promoted beforehand. <laughs> Michael Parkinson was on the front cover and things like that. But what that didn't protect anyone from was dropping into it. Halfway oh, yes. through, <laughs> uh, a lot of um, comparisons are made with the older uh, Orson Welles War of the Worlds. But oh, oh yeah, a I'm fairly sure that stories of the reaction to that must be exaggerated. Yeah. Um, and B, if you've ever listened to it, 
every 10, 15 minutes, they remind you that you're listening to the Mercury Theatre's um, yes. <laughs> dramatisation of War of the Worlds. There's no way you could listen to it for more than a small amount of time be without being reminded that you were not listening to a genuine event. Uh, and Ghostwatch doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostwatch took what they tried to do with the War of the Worlds and said, how can we do this where we actually trick people and scare them? It'll be fun! But we actually did have a fucking enormous blowback to this. and um, But a lot of that might have been manufactured by the tabloid press because almost mm. all of the tabloid press has a vested interest in um, attacking the BBC. Because the, the BBC is not funded by advertising. It's funded by a, a, li a, a, a license that you pay if you have a television or radio in your house. And that hmm. is how the BBC is funded. So people who own newspapers tend to be um, media people like Rupert Murdoch, like um, uh, Richard Desmond is a guy you might not have heard of. And they tend to own other things, other TV channels and stuff like that. And they would be beyond ecstatic if people just stopped watching or trusting the BBC and went to watch their channels instead. And so they always go, this is what the BBC are doing with your licence fee. You can't trust them. And weirdly, uh, and very specific to now, that this turned into... Um, Stephen Volk, yes, he wanted to tell a spooky story in an interesting way, but also he was trying, he was telling you that you can't trust what you see on television. Fake news, <laughs> fake ghost news. The um, the the screenplay he shopped around of it had um, a quote on from a man called John Waite, not the not the singer John Waite, but the man who was a cousin of a. a of a, a, an envoy called Terry Waite who was held hostage in the Lebanon for five years because he went to um, negotiate the release of some other hostages and it didn't go well. So, um, oh. And I shouldn't laugh because, like, you know, they, they chained him to a radiator and he stayed there for five years and he came back and the quote was, I won't believe it until I see it on TV because uh, on television, because it was like the arbiter, the be-all and end-all of that is the truth. And um, Ghostwatch is... An attempt to knock that down a peg and in fact a lot of it suggests that the events are occurring merely because you're watching oh yeah it's i mean it's so it's a very interesting thing to watch I, not only because of all the things you said something else that i thought was great because i knew all of that going into watching mm. this because i i got it peeped to me a little bit but also now, watching it from 1992, it was a delight just from all the technology and all the things they were doing. <laughs> all when that they cutting edge that, stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, can you bring out that cutting edge piece of equipment and just draw on the light pad there what you uh, <laughs> on the giant television tube screen? I love, like, the tube wall of televisions that I just, also, like, bubble, bubble, bubble. I also think that light pen was a trick. I don't think that worked. I think that was just oh, a CRTV. And I think they... Like, put that in in post oh. where she's drawing around the um incorrectly by the way look fantastically oh, yeah, yeah, like, incorrectly drawing around the outline of the ghost you can see in the background so yeah. just to make you shout at the tv yeah. at home i believe this is his face no that's his body what the hell are you seeing there lady but i also then, love when they walk over to like the tape recorder that's huge oh, like the giant magnetic tape reel i'm like yes. what year this is 92 was fully 92. Well, this is a this is this is actually a, a reference to very, two very specific things, which is uh, one. Are you familiar with the Enfield Poltergeist case, uh, also known as the Conjuring Two? <laughs> no. Right. Did they do was, like a? 
it was based on a, an event in that um, the the psychic consultant on this uh, is the, or the paranormal consultant on this is a guy called Guy Lion Playfair who investigated that particular case of a poltergeist um, effect. Uh, the story is I'm not saying this is true. You know where I'm coming from. A poltergeist affecting two prepubescent girls who lived with their in a single parent family with their mother in a very small council flat and how the council didn't take them seriously and things like that and whether they were just sort of um making shit up for attention and this is more accurate to that story than the conjuring 2 is because guy lion playfair presumably he has nothing to do with the conjuring 2 so presumably they can't use anything from his book and also uh. what i like about this is this is set in a realistically proportioned british home <laughs> I watch a lot of American, and I, I mean, I, you may feel the same way when you watch a lot of American horror movies, and it's a family of four who live in a kind of hotel-sized house that could have oh, sixty-four yeah. people, and sprawling mansion-like house. Because when the they were doing the Conjuring Two, I thought, how are they going to do this? And they did it by making the house enormous. compare the bedroom in that with the bedroom in the house in the Enfield place like the space between the beds was enough to put a uh, like a wooden chair between I've got one here but you can't see it uh, but in the movie, it's it's big, and the base the basement in the house is enormous, and the size of the house. Whereas in this one, it's a it's a cupboard under the stairs. That is that's more accurate to what would be available to us. Huh. If by basement and, you mean glory hole, yeah, I have no idea. The glory hole. I don't know where I don't know where glory hole came from for that. But yes, pipes in the glory hole is a is a phrase <laughs> that um. This will conjure up. Where did, now? Where did I get to? The um, reels are real tape player. Um, one of the and like I know this isn't real, but it still freaks me out to this day that one of the girls in the um, in the Enfield case, they recorded her doing the voice of Bill, the the ghost, and it's I can't listen to it even now because it's like my name's Bill. I had a hemorrhage and I died in the chair. <laughs> and it's like oh, meant to be an eleven-year-old girl, and it's fucking terrifying. But also, apparently, Steve Volk, he talks about watching a thing on the news about the Moors murderers. They were, uh, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley were a couple who killed a lot of children on some Moors. And I can't, I don't know what the uh, content of the tape was, but they, on the news they showed a tape interview with one of them saying disturbing things. And they just showed the reel-to-reel tape going round. And the, the lack of any other visual information made you really home in on what was being said. And that works here as well, where there's all the screaming and crashing. And it's like if you were seeing it in a room, it wouldn't be as creepy as this. I, oh yeah, I can you relate might to also... this. Go ahead. Um, I, on something that creeped me out as a child, which probably mm. shouldn't have. Um, but it's a documentary um, that is also very spooky. And there's some there's they play some audio while you're watching real to real tapes, much like this. Um, yeah. But uh, this was um, the Elvis Files. <laughs> is Elvis alive? <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, uh, <laughs> nice. nice. Sorry, that um, jump confidence Elvis movie. Um, this, I, there's something about this fucking documentary. They they play it so serious that it yeah. scared the hell out of me as a kid because they're really trying for this sort of is Elvis alive? Listen to this shocking audio, and they play some audio of somebody that supposedly sounds like Elvis. I don't know. Would it be um, shocking if Elvis was alive? Okay, he faked it, his death. He had tons it, of money. He was crazy. It wouldn't, Fair no, it wouldn't enough. be shocking at all. It's just the way they filmed this, like they're because they're really trying because they're trying to do this thing, and 
I remember, because my mother had this book, and then she, because, like, of course my family was super into Elvis being alive conspiracies. Um, so she <laughs> had this book, The Elvis Files, and this documentary, which was about it. Um, and it was hosted by Bill Bixby, by the way, which is amazing. Oh. <laughs> um, but they play it, they, they play it so over the top. It's like, look at this shocking photo. Is this a photo of Elvis? And then there's this grainy ass photo that they're slowly <laughs> zooming in on. And I, I just, I remember being like super freaked out by it because I was like, you know, I was like five or six, and this was it crazy. sounds like a weird Elvis parody. And Bigfoot living together in a <laughs> yeah. cave. It's Could like this were, be Elvis? It's like they were trying to be unsolved mysteries, but it's like about Elvis. <laughs> but it was just the tone and the way they shot it scared the hell out of me. Which reminds really me of, after both their deaths, both Tupac Shakur kept releasing albums and Gene Roddenberry kept creating sci-fi oh. shows. And I just had images of the two of them living secretly in a cave somewhere together. Is Gene oh, yeah. Roddenberry alive? It well, Michael out, Jackson no, released that album after his death. So many, so many shit pilots about um, <laughs> spacemen landing on matriarchal planets. Like... <laughs> <laughs> optioned a lot of them and they just came out and it's no big deal it's not he's not alive but could this be him in this uh-huh. tape listen to it um uh, the-, the other thing that might make I don't know if you were going to say anything else the other thing that might make you feel unsettled while you're watching the um, reels go round is they start playing subliminal tricks with you about the oh, ghost yeah. um, played by the way by a man called Keith Ferrari Nice. That's a Hollywood name I've ever heard one. <laughs> it sure is. Um, because they fade the slightest little light up in the background, and he's in the fucking studio. Yeah, he's right, right there. there. And when someone tells you it, it's you. It's so obvious that he's there. Oh, I, I noticed know. it immediately. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. The, yeah, and I, I, I sent a, a link over that shows like all of the the uh, um, the sightings of him, and it's just seeing the, the the stills. It is creepy. Like there's that's eight. Yeah, there's the eight of them. The director um, still maintains there's more. She nice. thinks it wow. might be thirteen, but she's not entirely sure. But there, that means there's, there's some one... that have never been found. Oh yeah, there's one in the reflection of the glass at one point, like out the back door, which is really fucking yeah. awesome. That was the yeah. when I saw that one, I was like, "Holy shit, this thing is mad! This is just great!" Like I got excited. And you realize think- that yeah, they're playing they're playing the scene in there really boringly as a real thing, and then obviously this guy's stepped in with oh, his yeah. crazy makeup and his huge Victorian frock coat, yeah. and just sort of <laughs> stood there and then got hidden away again quickly while they're moving what? cameras about, just as fast as a Dalek. I think I think the first time I watched this, um, I think I had seen that that website, so I knew that. Well, I know I heard about it on. I, I think like every every podcast that, that features a British person um, at some point talks about um, on their Halloween episode. Eventually, talks about Ghost Watch and their it's, reaction to it as a child. It's a big old um, thing. Was it? Was it really that? So you said there was a huge amount of blowback. Do, do people genuinely get terrified and like? freaked out like i think so but the problem is all i remember is the the tabloid backlash there was some television appearances there was where they go on a program called bite back and people who were annoyed at getting tricked yell at the yell at the producer and the uh what the director and things like that and they just have to sort of take it yeah it's a it's a real they're like present physically there here's the director go that isn't 
Interesting. It, that one was called Bite Back. We had another almost identical show called Right to Reply. Where yeah, if you had a if you had a problem about a show, you could just berate the people who made it on the <laughs> telly. That must um, be really weird. Like um, any show, like fictional show, like I hate what you did with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> absolutely, you, dude. How dare um, you cast so and so? That would be yeah. so strange. It's a it's a good job they don't have that now after the sort of Doctor Who news and oh. things like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to watch that. Um, but I think the fact that. I had heard so much about this before I actually watched it. I watched it, like, um, because I knew that, like, there were times where, like, you know, you would kind of see him in the background. And so I was, like, watching it, like, watching it like a paranormal activity. Like, when am I going to see it? When am I going to see it? Which Mm. made it, I think, even creepier now. Mm. Because, yeah, there's somewhere he's just casually there where Craig Charles goes off and talks to the women in the park. And they're talking about that Labrador puppy, like, unborn... (laughs) black Labrador puppies have been cut out of the mother and scattered all over a, a children's play area and that ghosty motherfucker is just standing there amongst oh. the people he is so just good. that was the lo- that was like one of the last ones to be found and it was like I can't, can't believe no one saw this because it's so he's so obviously there Stephen Volk claims that that's just him in the crowd and the ghost isn't there at all but um you know <laughs> no <laughs> that's very definitely Keith Ferrari Nice. So did you? Ferrari. So, so did you see this as a child? I. It was on when I was fifteen, and I absolutely saw some of it live, but I don't. Th- I didn't see it from the beginning, and I don't think I made it to the end, which is weird because I was always I was really into ghost business, like spooky business. I always have been, um, and I've reached a point where I now don't believe any of it, but I still find the whole world fascinating. Um, and the only thing I strongly remember is having it on, and I must think I only wrote it back, but it's the bit where they, they everything's beginning to break down a bit and they shepherd the girls out of their bedroom and the camera does one last little pan around the room and there he is. He's just stood there in front of nice. the curtains looking slightly red himself, which is kind of weird. And the camera take the camera takes a bit too long to react, and it snaps back. And because I saw that in isolation, rather than built up to it, it just felt comedic. And I was like, "Ah, this is going to be silly." <laughs> so I don't think I stuck with it. <laughs> now it does reach a it does reach a point where it gets to be silly. It's after oh, after yeah. the uh, ghost does the um does the trick from speed, but like <laughs> a couple of years early. Um, showing a showing a different time period, and then like it goes glitchy, and then it's fucking terrifying David Lynch video bit for a slow motion screaming, and things like that, and then all of a sudden the wind machines start up in the studio. Oh yeah, and this is kind That's... of this is kind of Stephen Volk's him trying to be responsible, like making it go so ridiculously big at the end that you cannot be left thinking that it's oh, real. Yeah. yeah. And then they roll the end credits, by the way, and it still didn't help. <laughs> I, I will say that, yeah, the, the moment I laughed out loud was when she says, don't you know what's been happening? This is like a mass seance. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, uh, <laughs> but we've when... created a massive seance. Yeah, and they're like, what? Phrase. Yeah. The, but when at the very end, where like everyone's out. Mm, I, I, do we want to spoil it? I mean, it doesn't matter. Teleprompter. 
Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, and he's let's start kind of going through it a little fuck. bit in order. I mean, I know this is kind of different than just a normal show, but but before we do that, we can, can I say yeah. one thing? I tried to really I tried to write shit down in order, and I found it difficult. But I thought, hey, yeah. oh, Brad, yeah. will, Brad will do it, <laughs> and yeah. I can just react. Um, Woo! <laughs> so while I was watching this, um, I watched it over the course of two nights because the first night I turned it off because I freaked myself out watching it, knowing <laughs> that it's fake and it's 92. But I was nice. in the, my living room. Uh, the kids were asleep. Emily was uh, going to sleep early and I was folding laundry. And it was about the time when like noises started happening in the house and mm-hmm. noises started happening in my house. And I was like, <laughs> fuck? Like, and uh, we have cats. So I was like, oh, it must be the yeah, cats. The cat I looked over and, and both cats were like on the couch. And they looked at me like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and it turns out it was just uh, my daughter's baby doll had fallen off the bed and hit the floor. And then Emily had gotten up and just was walking around. And I was like, <laughs> But I, I, got, I, I psyched myself out. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just turn this off for now. And I'd already seen pipes like appear in the background many times. Like I'd seen it. It's just something about it. I got worked up into it. And I was like, right, I'll just wait. So the next night I watched it with Emily. Who was bored by it all the time? She was like, this is dumb. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the thing. If you don't buy into it, it's a very dry... I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. the comparison, the the British stuff. This is this was the British version of sensationalized television at the time. Even though it's kind of... In the logic of the show, it's trying to look respectable. But it does mm. things like hiring Craig Charles because some producer's gone, well, nothing's going to happen. So we need like someone light oh, and yeah. entertaining to talk to people. And he's yeah, like, ha- he's really good the- in it, playing like the guy who shouldn't be on that program. Who, oh, yeah, who knows definitely. it? He's really good. The- he doesn't seem like he's acting. <laughs> like Little- I, I, I would love to have seen like uh, a 1992 like version of this. Like what if like we had like done the American version? Because mm. like I, I would because I, I John London definitely. Oh yeah. Um, I tried to think of uh, equivalents, but I've got like up-to-date equivalents. So for um, yeah. I think of uh, like Andy Samberg instead of Craig Charles, for instance. Oh, ah, interesting. I also love like the fireplace in the background where they have <laughs> yeah, like the a set. ghost portrait, <laughs> like an old-timey oh, that is white so ghost. The, the, the granite, f- the granite jack-o'-lantern things. Oh yeah, the uh, screen where they like they they shift the light to see the people taking the calls live, which is just, just <laughs> wonderful '90s, just oozing out of this thing. It was yes. it's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. Um, uh, because Claire will kill me if I don't mention it. One of the other uh, verisimilitude, I'm going to keep saying that word, aspects of it is that that phone number was a very it's a very recognisable BBC phone in number. It was used for a lot of things. It was it oh. was. Um, it was used in the mornings. Sarah Green was a presenter on a kids show, a kids like strand where they had popbacks on and then cartoons and things called Going Live. It would have in fact been on that morning, and the phone in number it was the same as this one: oh eight one eight one one eight one eight one. The only differences over the year were the changes in the London dialing code. Uh, so, just seeing the number, whether you choose to call it or not, is another indication that this. Is a real thing. It's people legit. who did call the people who did call the number and got put in touch with um, pe- members of the uh, institute. Oh, what are they called? Uh, the Society for Soci- Sci- the Society for Psychical Research, um, who would and they would say, no, this is a this is a fiction program. This is a drama. But if you've got any spooky stories that you feel like sharing at this time, <laughs> do it. Uh, and <laughs> just tell me your ghost story. Yeah, that was it. Because a lot of people just, they, just wanna, they just want to be heard. And um, but the problem was 
as many as as many lines as they had to receive calls they received more calls than they had lines for so a lot of people just wow. got a busy busy signal when it kicked off and that freaked them out even more the fact that they couldn't get through to this number that was meant to have a big switchboard everyone um, is calling in everyone's experiencing the things the television show and I, ah! I've I've wondered how they calculated this. Um, Stephen Volk, the writer, he says that the producer showed up afterwards uh, during the actual transmission. All of the cast and crew went like they hid themselves from public view. They went to like a yacht club party and then watched it go out so that no one would see them out and about and ruin the surprise. <laughs> but the producer, she stay, uh, stayed at uh, Television Center because there's that bit where it breaks down it says normal transmission will be resumed as soon as possible she was absolutely terrified that some technician at the bbc would see that and then flick out of the program put on like a put on like a news flash or a cartoon or something instead by mistake so she stayed there and um, she arrived with tales of and i tried to work out how this was possible steve volk claims there were the thirty thousand phoned in complaints which seems unlikely over the course of time but they also calculated that whether they were able to answer them or not, they received 500,000 calls during wow. broadcast. I I am not entirely convinced that's possible, but um, maybe it is, especially if they were somehow able to factor in calls they weren't able to pick up. But um, nice. So yeah, um, one of the producers just says, I, I don't know from experience, that if you put a number on screen, people will just call it <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Why not? But also, she had the experience of being at television centre, running from one bit to another to try and to go and man the phones after talking to people. And um, at television centre, where there was the head of the BBC at the time, it's some luxury flats now. Um, there were people standing in the forecourt, BBC technicians watching live feeds go out, saying to each other, oh, "Have you seen what's going on in Studio 6? <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't know it was a, they didn't know it was a drama either. That is amazing. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's try to go through um, so this in some sort of order. So uh, we start off, we, we got our pal uh, Michael Parkinson here. Yeah, former journalist and now chat show host, but not in a kind of comedic David Letterman way, in a highly regarded I'm going to talk to um, Muhammad Ali way. Nice. Interesting. Um, he was famous for in he was very, most he was in the news a few years back because he had a really weird interview with Meg Ryan where she just didn't like him and gave really weird curt answers that she didn't walk <laughs> off but she's just she's just very strange it's and afterwards she just said he's a horrible man <laughs> like, I don't think anything happened between them I think she just didn't like him uh huh um I, already from the first shot of him we've we've got we've got this background with all of these skulls and I love the upside down skull is my favorite yeah. one on a candlestick basically <laughs> um, I love it we find out hey we're doing we're doing a little investigation of this haunted place uh, we're gonna be checking in over over the course of the night and seeing what's going on and there were there were programs like this where they would just say hey we're gonna watch this um they had Badger Watch. Like, hey, we're just going to watch this Badger set overnight. And they what? refer to Hospital Watch. That was a true, that was a real thing that Sarah Green was on. Just seeing, like, hey, it's overnight at a hospital. Let's see what reality. It was, it was, that was reality TV of the time before it became nice. what we know of now as reality TV. 
So there's a precedent for it. So of course people are going to think this is real. Mm. And then they they make it look as cheesy as possible. So they do that thing where they're setting up the outside broadcast thing, but it's filmed like people gearing up for a military operation. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it's slamming doors with the BBC logo on the side I of the love track. That. And things. And, and my bit- favorite. Th- my favorite bit is is of obviously the bit at the very end where they have the, the lights come up and yeah. we have just like these this random family. What? Yeah, like I think they're meant to represent like just the neighbors standing in the street, but yeah, it's people in a black studio who've just had the light <sighs> pulled up on them because obviously, yeah, it's meant to look live. Yeah, um, the stuff in the house and on the location was filmed three weeks before the stuff in the studio. By the way, so when they're talking nice. back and forth to each other, it's a complete illusion. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so uh, after this, we we get introduced. Um, to our to our researcher person, whom <laughs> is just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> he's not very good. But do you do you realize the reason why he's in it? Oh wait, who who were you talking about? I was the talking re- about the woman. Oh oh oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, Lynn Pascoe, Julian Bevan. I apologize. Yeah, um, because she's just like first first of all, I mean, she's so sure that the stuff is real um, which in this TV show it's real uh, but there have been all the, all this evidence for it but she's like well just you should just believe it you should just believe it um, but let's you've got get, all this evidence let's not get sidetracked <laughs> it's so bizarre she's got mountains of evidence and she's like we'll probably see some things tonight I'm sure we will and he's like alright but you know this is kind of crazy. She's like, no, it's not. Not crazy at all. Parkinson, is, he is brilliant in the early part of this, where he's just oh, yes. very lightly sarcastic. Like, it's, There's one point the, where I was talking about seeing things, and you go, and there'll be some who say there's nothing there at all. Yeah. It, I, that's, I, I love... Think, it's him and, um, uh, what's what's the guy's name? The, the comedy guy? Um, Craig Charles. Craig Charles. It's the two of them that I think sell this absolutely oh definitely because it's so realistic my my favorite one of the back and forth between the uh i guess like uh parapsychology person and the host is when he questions her kind of like in the sarcastic tone she says yeah but there's some people who said we'd never walk on the moon and his look at her when they go back to him (laughs) is like you idiot he's like all right (laughs) it's just it's so well done there's bits where he just sort of makes noises like she's showing the the pictures of the girls, uh, which is very Enfield Poltergeist pictures. Talking about, oh, yeah. like, yeah, this this cushion moved to like within 15 degrees of my face. <laughs> How do you fake that? And he's like, well, you know, I couldn't fake it. <laughs> he doesn't really reply. He just makes some relatively non-committal noises before they go over to the cups. There, yes. there, there's something about Craig Charles's character, like when at, when you first see him, him making pun after pun after pun. Yeah, it's so what does he say? Some like witch watch, or so. Yeah, it's, it's really. You've got to phone into our witch board. I mean, switchboard. And he's even <laughs> pres- he's even introduced in a shit way. They do that. Craig Charles, yeah. that famous ghost hunter. Like, <laughs> it's like, like the researcher doesn't quite know what Red Dwarf is. The show he's on, so yeah. they've just made this joke that there's no. There's no kind of ghost aspect to Craig Charles's career up until the evening of Ghost Watch. <laughs> Why does um, he have a giant NFL jacket on? He's just a very cool 
and American things are cool in the in the UK. I was like, the NFL didn't exist in Britain then, but I mean, yeah, I guess that's like, yeah, just an imported cool jacket. It's like Spike I mean, Thompson's Confederate flag in Press Gang. <laughs> yes. Yikes. Uh, I mean, also, it's a jacket that just says NFL. It's yeah, it's, not a, it's like very generic. Yeah. I like NFL. NFL. I, I love the whole league. I couldn't, I couldn't narrow it down. Pick one. It's football. Oh. Um, it's um. I, I also it it must be said um that Mike Smith um like has Donald Trump hair. One hundred percent Donald Trump hair. It's very upsetting to me. I, I learned so Mike, today apparently he's also in the Bill Murray film The Man Who Knew Too Little, and I have no idea what he does huh. in that. I can only imagine huh. he's a TV presenter or a DJ because his range is not wide. <laughs> but what happens is we're going to be introduced soon to Sarah Green, the reporter. She was booked because she was good at being a reporter, but she also used to act. But she is married to Mike Smith, and that is a, a nice. fact that was known. It wasn't a wasn't a, an idea in the script, but like she passed it to him, and they said, "How do you feel about having Mike come in as the the phone in?" presenter guy so it adds this whole different drama of this husband and wife separated yeah where she's out in Northolt, which by the way is about like a five minute drive that way from me um <laughs> and he's in white city which is genuinely the name of the place white city um, <laughs> where i was accosted by that man who thought that um <laughs> that coca-cola had made their own product cheaper than water in mexico <laughs> um that's the man <laughs> from the monster factory um so yeah the idea of them being separate and him seeing all this horrible stuff happening that he is powerless to do anything about and i i warmed to him a bit more this time but usually i find him qu- quite the weak link of the well-known people agreed yeah, but though the, he does seem the, really concerned later on about his wife, but I mean, of it's course. Just whatever. But yeah, the the extra the extra drama that he brings with him, like they, they they don't even they, they I was going to say they don't heavily establish, but no, they kind of do. But the audience is absolutely meant to be very aware of the fact they're married. It's yeah. just information they bring to the show. There's I, I there's a surprising amount of levels for this this ninety minute. You know. like, well, when you oh, look man. into the the haunting stuff later, that's like a haunting yeah. on a haunting. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the ghost of a man who was possessed by a ghost, which is I think brilliant. Like it's just a, it's great. Yeah. Um, without wishing to derail it too much, that's another. It's um, the writer as acknowledged uh, Nigel Neal, who wrote a thing called The Stone Tape, which I've referenced on other places. Which is a, a spooky. It was a, it was a BBC Christmas drama, which is why it's barely got Christmas in it, and it's about terrifying ghosts um, oh. being kind of recorded by the stone of an old castle, like a, an old mansion, like just the 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 actual fabric of the building itself kind of plays back psychic ghost recordings, and they. A company tries to work out why, so they can create a new 3D recording medium. But they they find that <laughs> okay. no, 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 it sounds really stupid, but it's presented in such a serious way that it's absolutely glorious. 1972, the Stone Tape. But they find that underneath the screaming uh, chambermaid they keep seeing, um, there's 
layers and layers of old recordings, basically going back to terrifying primordial times. So it's like this onion layer of onion layers of evil, and he's sort of tried to do that, but obviously he's had it as a minimal thing. The the whole thing is simplified. Nice. Um, another thing I learned is when they were thinking of just doing the live finale, this uh, Fox Hill Drive was only one of three locations. They were going to have people, which because this kind of makes more sense, they were going to have people stationed at like a castle in Scotland and things like that. Other places just to see what weirdness was happening on Halloween. And then Ooh. when it became clear that stuff was happening in one of the locations, they would narrow the focus down to it but um it was just jettisoned early on to make it streamlined into this well it definitely makes this i think more successful because you're not going from place to place as much as they try to seed in the kind of like other people's like testimonials of ghost stories that all echo like it all helps to kind of make this thing propel forward i think if they went to different locations it might be a little bit too loosey-goosey i agree and when when they factor in the notion that the events are amplified by the the attention of the viewer uh, and a viewer upon viewer upon viewer um it makes it make more sense as well yeah so we we've got we got our fam here we got we got our two daughters and the moms um that are that have been uh, menaced by these spooky spirits oh yeah um, at the beginning we're kind of uh I guess given a sneak peek of the ghost's activity because they're like falling asleep at night and it, it fast forwards to like 3am oh, yeah, yeah. and they wake up in the middle of the night and then a lamp crawls up the wall and explodes and they're screaming because some invisible force is touching them by the way um, them sleep the video of them sleeping is the menu system of the DVD and occasionally they crossfade to oh, the version occasionally they awesome. crossfade to the version where Pipes is standing by the curtain and then oh, back great. again with fizzes and also, instead of selecting play, you select watch. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. So after we have the main crew, we're also introduced to her camera crew, right? Yeah. Or her other crew members. Which, which, by the way, they do establish that there's some, there's some real uh, ghost hunting nerds on top of being <laughs> a camera crew. Mm. Like, oh, we've, well, got, we've got uh, infrared cameras <laughs> that look for cold instead of hot. Yeah, okay. everyone turn off the lights. Let's turn off the lights so you can see what's going on. Let's look at our audience. We got the sound um, guy. He's the best sound guy. We ended up with these two guys because they said, well, it's pointless trying to train up an act, two actors to like operate a boom mic and operate a camera. So uh, how many of you guys are interested in being in this thing as actors? And two guys said, yes, please. And that's the two you got. That was the audition process for those guys. Nice. Um, but that infrared camera—that's not a—that's not a like a, a trick. Although I'm, I'm gar- I guarantee you, it's not the same as the handheld camera. It would be its own specific mm. thing. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, all of that radar data on the on the side is completely accurate. It generates that, but it generated the actual date of when they filmed it. So <laughs> they had to in post production <laughs> go in and put the uh, Halloween date on it to make it nice. match. Nice. That's awesome. You can kind of tell it's different. Well, that's all. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. So, uh... What does the sound guy do? Because they say something and he looks at the camera and says something silly. It makes everyone laugh. Right. He's, they say he's the, um... Something, the chairman of the Adrian Edmondson lookalike <laughs> society. Uh, Adrian Edmondson. Uh, and he does an impression of Adrian Edmondson from oh, the other okay. ones guy. Uh, right on. And he squeezes his face up. Uh, and press gang viewers may remember Adrian Edmondson as the wimpy teacher Simon Knowles. 
<laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, however, everyone else so out remembers of... him as either as Head Eddie Hitler from Bottom or as Vivian the Punk from The Young Ones. Yeah. Um, so oh, and he's, were... also, he's also in The Last Jedi. He's the guy who hangs out with Hux most of the time. He's got one of the first lines in the film. Oh, okay. That's, that's where I would have seen him. Mm. Nice. So we, we're finally going in the house and uh, we're, 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 you know, we're getting in here. Um, we're, we're following Sarah Green around. Um, she is already way too chummy with these kids. Now, you, she may be um, a children's TV presenter, but she's too damn chummy with these kids because already she's bobbing for apples, which is disgusting mm. with these random children. They're all bobbing in the same bowl, right? It's yeah, they're all bobbing bowl. in the same bowls. This kid's spitting an apple back into a bowl, and they're going back in for more. It's wrong. They deserve to be haunted. Woo. The um, I, I will say this. So a lot of these scenes, um, uh, like Chris said, they're in a tiny house, like a realistic house. And because this is film back in the day, you would have to like get you have to get close to people closer than you would think on camera for it to really register in frame. Mm. My my wife Emily, while we were watching, this, says, "Why is everyone so close to each other?" Like she mm. questions, "Is like why is that dude all up in her face?" Like after like, but, he. When you see the bathroom in particular, the tiny bathroom, yeah. that's a, this is actually quite a luxurious big kitchen they've got here. Oh. That is, that's a little bit of an outlier for the rest of the... Place. Oh, it's complete with its own laundry service, right? It's got like a washing machine, which I know is a thing in Europe. It's not so much a thing here where you keep your washing machine in your kitchen. Oh, yeah, we got, we got one in there. <laughs> um, so... Also, can we talk about the fact that they've decorated, they've put like little ghosts in their kitchen? I oh, feel yeah. like... If I was be haunted, being haunted by a spooky ghost, the last thing I'm going to decorate with is spooky <laughs> ghosts. Now, I promise I'm going to derail with every time you say something, I'm going to come up with a fun fact. But um, uh, you may be interested to know that when they filmed the, the outside broadcast portion of this, they weren't entirely certain yet that they were going to go out on Halloween. <laughs> so, oh. so they just... They just try... They just... Uh, what's the word I'm after? The hoped against hope, really, and went with the uh, idea of Halloween decoration, nice. these hanging apple things, uh, and hope it worked out, and it did. Awesome. It is pretty amazing. Because why yeah. would that seems almost psychotic? Yeah, I'm going like... to decorate my house. Maybe it'll appease the gut, it'll please it to have pictures of it <laughs> around or effigies. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, yeah, so the kids are. Um, I, I, well, the kids aren't going to bed, but the kids are hanging out on their beds um, mm. because they'll go to bed later. These kids are always going to bed. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that is a good point. To they go to, go to bed quite a lot. <laughs> for 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 one evening when they're on television, they sure do go to bed a lot. <laughs> I feel like if I was going to be go going on television, I would probably just stay up. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I'd give people a tour of my house, like myself, I'd be like, "Welcome to my bedroom. This is where the ghost. Yeah. This is where pipes hangs out. This is where the lamp was." There no, is a point where one of, them, one of them gets is getting changed for bed while yeah. <laughs> yeah, in front of a, a nationwide television camera. Yeah, getting changed for bed. Yet, and it looks like they're going to bed, but they're not going to bed. It's also it's seventeen minutes into a ninety-minute like television program. Mm. I mean, I know she's the youngest, um, but still. Is this before still. or after the uh, Craig Charles hidden in the cupboard scare? Oh. That's yeah. This is after. Yeah, pretty that's cool. that's pretty good. Yeah, they're bobbing for apples, and they start to hear it. They hear some spooky knocking. Oh, and it's Craig Charles wearing a spooky mask. Try, trying, like to get, trying to get trying to get her to swear. 
Yeah, he says, I, I, I bet your husband I could get you to say a four-letter word on camera. And I almost did. He said he it was a five-letter five word. word. <laughs> Which is a, oh, well. That's, that's an interesting way of I've always got a four-letter word out of you. It's a four-letter <laughs> word. Amazing. It's pretty interesting. good. But he's, oh, and then he, little... he steals an apple and kisses it. Like, yeah. Walks out like a real dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he starts, like, blowing kisses to, like, uh, yeah. Green Lady. And it's very strange. Oh, it's just yeah. He's he's he is great at being a being an yeah. and insensitive. That's what he's meant to be doing. Come Not down, no. Craig. Be insensitive. I do love how the main host is loving it. Everything that Craig does is like he can't go. <laughs> he's like, oh, like Craig. Oh, yeah. he's, what a wild well, guy. Yeah, if you the the real Mike Parkinson, I think if this show were real, it would be beneath him to be doing it, and <laughs> yeah. he'd be he'd be very aware of that fact. So yeah, anything that's a bit anything that's sort of um. Is it Cox's snoot at the, uh, the the concept? Is all right by him. But yeah, in the bedroom we do get the biggest horror: the MC Hammer poster, <laughs> and a couple See, of posters me, of Jason Donovan. Ah, to me, the biggest horror is this grown woman wearing a giant ass bow on the back of her head, like a tiny child, mm. as an adult woman. I, it was the '90s oh. and that happened, but giant bow in the back of Who's, your head is a little wait, weird for any time. Who's is this the, the mother? Or, oh, Sarah Green. No, no, the main. Yeah, Sarah Green. I'm sorry, I oh. said Rachel Green. That's a friend's character. Don't worry about it. When <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Jennifer Aniston appears out of nowhere, we were on a ghost break. Oh gosh, <laughs> that is a giant bow in her hair. It's huge. Yeah, that's not okay. Hmm. Well, she hmm. pays for it later. Uh, true. Oh yeah, true. that's why he marks her because it's like a child wear a bow like that. Oh no! Why is this? Why did? Why is there like mannequin heads or gray heads in the yeah, back sure, of that I, one room? This is great. I have no idea if this was just stuff that was in the house they used, or whether the they set the mother up as some kind of amateur hairdresser because she's also got like those big bouffant hairdryer things oh, yeah. there, and she's got the mannequin heads for wigs and stuff like that. So yeah, whether it's the house of someone who works in a hairdresser or whether this woman is apparently just like, yeah, come round, I'll, I'll do you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we're hearing a little about what's going on about how um, um they they uh the youngest daughter was hearing the 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 banging and the mother was like it's it's just pipes it's pipes don't worry about it so she started calling the ghost pipes which is why we're calling the ghost pipes in this which <gasps> yeah as a writer you seem that initially it seems. Really strange. I don't know if you've ever lived in a place where the central heating pipes rattle all over the place and make a huge noise. Oh, yeah. But um, pipes is such an odd name for a singular thing that it's really creepy. Oh uh, yeah, it's super creepy. It's, it's start with you go, oh, Mister, P- and then occasionally Mister Pipes. Mister Pipes is here. It's not as creepy as the glory hole. There's a there's a there's a tiny room under the stairs that they keep boarded up. Yeah, just rough boards with like giant nails in. It's like oh, this is typically totally normal. Watched this with my wife earlier, and I was like, I am not looking forward to the glory hole chat. <laughs> At first, I I didn't I didn't catch it. So I was because I was falling laundry and freaking myself out, and I missed the first time the glory. I've watched it twice, but I missed the first time there was the glory hole. So later in the in, in the special where someone says, uh, "Yeah, but how do you explain the stuff with the glory hole? Like you can't fake that." I'm thinking, what the fuck happened that I missed? What about a glory hole? Oh, did you watch a did you watch a separate thing? Did you did you watch a, a follow up show? <laughs> No, I, I didn't catch the first one, so I was like, oh, 
I have no context it's, for what glory hole is other than what a glory hole is. Is that a British thing that I don't know about? I, I, know, if I think it, it's just if I it is outdated. A, yeah, if it is, it's a more archaic or regional thing that I've never encountered. I've I've definitely seen it other places, mm. but I I I just I into 1992. I don't think like I feel that's the crazy part. It's 1992. So, is it? Is there a stairwell under the stairs to go to a basement, or is nope. it really just the space under the stairs? So it's her husband, her former husband, developed photos in there. That doesn't seem like an adequate space to develop film in. Yeah, it's a real question. Like, is so? Can you crawl in there and there's more space? Like, or is he just like crawling in and like, yeah, I only need about four feet to develop my photos here? No, that's that is pretty. Uh, uh, I don't think that she doesn't go down any stairs or anything like that. I think it is just that, and I've certainly been in and lived in houses where that was the situation. Mm-hmm. And maybe you go in and turn to the right, and there's a little bit more space there. Like it doesn't just end right at the right hand side of the door. But I am talking like this much more space, um, yeah. holding my hands uh, less than a foot apart. Oh my god! I forgot. I have a glory hole here in the house. I have oh, uh, under one of my oh, stairwells. No, under one of my stairwells, I, <laughs> I have a tiny like door, and I keep my refrigerator in front of it just in case. But not yeah, bo- it's I'm not like a. It's usually not good for much other than storing sort of vacuum cleaners and things like that. But dehumidifier you, in my case. Yeah, or anonymous blowjobs. Or anonymous blowjobs. Um, huh. But you could develop photographs in one if you were perfectly happy to not have to move about much. You have oh, a little yeah. bit here and a little bit there. One photo, two photos. Yeah. How would you string <laughs> them up? I, in everything I've ever seen of like a dark room mm. from this time, you have like elaborate, like a clothespin but, system to get... When you think about the shame. story from later, the, when you think about the story from later where the mother talks about getting locked in there as though someone's pushing the door from the outside and she says it's like there's a man's face right in front of her face that is the story of someone who's got nowhere else to escape to that that area under the stairs is the only area she has to move in (sighs) and that is fucking terrifying and then uh sarah and the girl eventually get trapped in there too together or maybe the girl is never in there it's a maybe the girl was never in there just those cats how does that work? <laughs> all right, all right. All right <laughs> I mean, that's. I, I'm jumping ahead because it, it perplexes yeah. me. But so yeah, we 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 learn all about their story. All these spooky things are happening. Oh, you get all these sort of yeah, the newspaper clippings and things. Apparently, those yeah. are all fully written stuff. Like wow. in case anyone decided to freeze frame and try and read. Not that you could have done in the resolution that existed at the time, but they're all accurate things and they were they waxed them and they weathered them they folded them about and they made sure there was printing on the other side and things like that damn well done bbc um, so this is do- also one of the the first times when i think they actually pull back and you see that um back in the the studio um not only are are there the the skulls on the mantle place um but there is a framed like spooky sheet ghost oh, yeah. yes which Love is casey delightful like <laughs> I, I want, I want that. I want that framed ghost picture. It's about that was the main fireplace. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that was the, the one thing Emily big, laughed at the most. She wants one in our house. Cozy she's like, fireplace in this oh, studio yeah. is insane. Oh, it's wonderful. Like I, every, I love everything about this set. I want to live on the on the Ghost Watch Studio set. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, also, at this point, um. 
we're uh, we're uh, getting some of the first phone calls where people are saying they saw a spooky ghost in the in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, in the footage. Um, now, now, how did you feel about this when it was like, oh, that he's he's there and then he's not there and then he's half there? Did that? Were you already on board? Or does this start to does this start to look a bit cheesy? I thought it was I thought it was neat, knowing that it incited uh, I guess panic back in the day. That it was cool that they did that. I was like, oh, this is they're really trying this, and I I appreciated it. The yeah. behind the, the behind the curtains documentary has got some people on who said they were they were kids at the time, and then they like when when she starts drawing around the outline and gets it wrong, they like picked up and like called the number again because <laughs> they wanted to go. No, she's done it wrong. She's she's missed the head out. Go and look again. It's so great. Um, we also um, get some of the archival video of the the sessions where we've seen that the the oldest girl has got. Um, I think this is where we see she has scratches on her face. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that they can't explain. And they, they said that they saw the scratches appear on her face, mm. which is creepy. And they're talking also- about how possibly it's it's relate- the ghost is is after her, or it's some sort of uh, um, uh, parapsychological phenomenon brought on by puberty. <laughs> that's they a, also that's show a, a moment- common theme in Poltergeist stories. Oh, yeah. Where this ghost can, because that's when it gets really scary when this thing is starting to physically affect you in the real world. One of the other things I kind of thought was funny, and I guess it doesn't mean to be, um, is when they're showing, because they asked him, it's like, so you guys have talked to other people about this, like haunting? They're like, yeah, we went to uh, this, like the television circuit and we went on there. People thought we were crazy. And they show uh, some talk show host talking to the little girl, and there's like, What's up with pipes? And she's all like, "Pipes, oh, he's weird. I think he oh, no, do nasty things." It's like, do you does, does <laughs> Mr. Like, pipes what? He's does Mr. Pipes want to hurt you? And she's goes, "I think he wants to hurt everybody." <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, what Nice. He wants to hurt everyone. I think he wants to do nasty things. And then, of course, we see in her notebook. Doesn't she draw him with like some kind of weird penis thing? Like it's that's a little. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh no, that's later on. That's a, that's a crucified that's- Christ. With a with oh, an ejaculating a penis, in I the thought it was just pipes hanging out. No, no, no. The yeah, um, wow, the the, po- the thing Jesus. she the thing she um the thing the younger one pulls out is just a picture of pipes the ghost with the you know he's got the red eye and he's got the uh, scars on the face and the yeah. the black Wait, dress. So did the, the older girl draw a crucified Jesus? Yeah, that is the implication. Yeah, yeah that she it's yeah. it's a normal oh. exercise book and then. <laughs> The writing like degenerates, and then on the left-hand side of the page, it's like it's like nursery rhymes in a crazy scroll, and then yeah, Christ on the cross with a semi-on, literally spunking, <laughs> uh, which um, yeah. this children's TV presenter is leafing through in front of both of these children. By the way, it's fantastic. How does that get through? Uh, <laughs> it's for seconds. You can barely see. Yeah, if you know it's there. <laughs> Yeah, if you could know yeah. it, it's great. But if it's the same thing with seeing pipes for like a brief second. Mm. Like, you don't... So easy to miss. That's why I thought I should probably alert you to, to the fact there's pictures in this yeah. book. Because it's one of the craziest things in it. <laughs> so yeah. after everyone's got acclimated to everything, they send the mother to, like, a separate outside studio. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is weird. Like, yeah, right, dramatically, Mom, for a little. dramatically, they want to take her out of the plot. But, um, yeah, it's it's like, oh, send you to an outside broadcast unit to take calls from the public. And yeah, that does stretch credulity a mite. <laughs> yeah, we um, we also see some some artifacts of things that have exploded at the house. 
And I, I love this because he's like, all right, teacups, a little statue here. Okay, great. Oh, they had the statue, the bent spoons, of course. The bent spoon, ob- the obviously, Geller and the... Uh, oh, yeah, we had the military test this and they said it was because of <laughs> rapid temperature change. I don't know how you test for that. But not an impact. First of all, I love that this is this is the military's job. Mm. Oh, yeah. They have, they have anything some, right now. Oh, we Post have the ability to test cups to see why they exploded. It's our job. We're the military. We'll send it to the Phantom Squad. <laughs> well, there is there is a no. The, she says the army. I was about to say there is an RAF base at Norfolk, <laughs> so we could have had the Air Force test it without going very far. It's true. <laughs> um, the um, <coughs> so yeah, they're going over all the evidence. Apparently, they they talk about her the the oldest girl being possessed and like talking in the voice of some person and they've even gone as far as to filling her mouth with fluid and then taping her mouth shut so that mm. she can't make any sounds and yet the sounds still uh happen yeah, um, why no, did they no, stop there's her? no video of that there's only yeah, audio there's recordings also uh, why are they saying the sounds are coming from her then <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is she, obviously at that is point. she just a speaker are they, is the sound coming from her ears where's the sound coming from if it's not from her she's mouth a, yeah she's a ghost bluetooth speaker <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, um, a, a little bit after this is when we uh, we're, when we bring on the skeptic guy I, knew, you, oh, and I, I, I love him I knew you would love this guy Emilio Silvestri yeah. yes um, this guy is the actor is called Colin Stinton. Uh, he's a Canadian, <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm worried about saying to two Americans, "This guy's a Canadian," and just having them go, "Yeah, we know, we could tell." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, he is one of a set group of actors who, when they show up in something, you go, "Ah, oh, this was filmed in the UK." Like uh, when <laughs> Mac McDonald shows up in Aliens Special Edition. Or people like that. Um, Mike McShane is one of them. Shane Rimmer is another one. There's Lorelai King, a rare female version. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of expat Americans and Canadians who do a very good living being Americans on British telly. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. You may, you may recall um, Colin Stinton as the American president who was uh, disintegrated by Toclophane in the um, Doctor Who. <gasps> the Flying Balls. Oh, yeah. He's the one who calls himself President-Elect because Russell T. Davis doesn't know the difference between a president and a (laughs) president-elect. Or at least didn't at the time. Nice. Yeah, I I love this guy. um, Because, like, both of these people are so smug in different ways. (laughs) (laughs) He's sort of like a very slick James Randi figure. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. he was he was he was filmed in a studio right round the corner, but they still gave him a one and a half second satellite delay to make it look realistic. So he'd have nice. to sit and wait for things to come in. I mean, this, the, I think not so much as James Randi. I think he would be more of a Sam Harris. I feel like now he would be talking about how Muslims are the problem. Ooh, <laughs> uh, fuck Sam Harris. He's a piece of shit. Uh, so, and I just love because I. Like they're both a little kooky, which I, which I mean, obviously they're supposed to be, but also this woman says some some of the craziest fucking things. It's like, well, oh yeah, we, she's we, immediately we tried, on the defensive. We try testing things in labs; it doesn't work. You can't show love in a lab. Yes, you can. You can't show inspiration in a lab. Yes, you can. Totally. <laughs> so we're doing this. So you're doing a, a bunch of tests in a house. That's a lab. Congratulations. Mulder's logic. Mulder's logic with Scully's fashion sense. Yes. 
Um, but, they're that giant horseshoe, um, like brooch she wears. What the fuck is I'm that? I'm talking season one, Scully. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, she's she's well, she's got double brooches because she has another one on the other side. It's just small and almost looks like a button. Um, but she's wearing a giant horseshoe sort of thing. So um, for good luck, I have no idea why. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, her thing, whole thing is like, listen, we tried it your way, and he's like, um. This is fucking nonsense. <laughs> what the fuck are her earrings? I don't know. She's a real mess. She's a mess. <laughs> I'm afraid um, I don't know if it's available to me to check because I've got the DVD. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just having to do it in my mind. Um. So at some point, oh yeah, this is. Uh, we we go back to the house. Um. And they, I guess they've they've decided to play a board game with the five minutes that they weren't <laughs> talking to a camera. <laughs> but all of a sudden, the youngest girl's like, "Hey, I think I'm ready to go to bed." <laughs> Well, <laughs> hey, you got ready for bed like 20 minutes ago, and bed you're on TV. Too. So, like, all right, go to bed. <laughs> also, Sarah Green kisses her. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Very friendly with these kids. Too friendly. Like, get their mom from across the street. <laughs> Someone needs to be watching this woman. It's not yeah, okay. Like, yeah, she's meant to be sitting in that enormous outside broadcast van outside. Uh, so... I guess to lend credibility to ghost stories, Sarah tells her own story before they rush the kids to bed about her and her husband getting freaked out in some hotel room. I, I also kind of love that this is a kind, sort of a nothing-y story. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's just to establish that, hey, I'm still married to that guy in the studio if you don't remember taking <laughs> calls. <laughs> and also, maybe spirits aren't all bad. Like, it's trying to give you that out. That's another thing. I love this kind of, like, uh, a back and forth of, like, Keeping you, taking you to someplace safe, and then putting you in a place that isn't safe. Like it's just very well done yeah. as you're watching it. Yeah, yeah. But her whole ghost story was she stayed, she stayed in a place, um, and she had a dream that she saw an Indian woman dancing real close to her face. And then the next day, she found out, oh, there were supposedly some Indian slaves that had uh, been buried on the grounds of that the old house, house. The house belonged to the viceroy of India, who had some concubines. Right. Hmm. Um, and when they died, they weren't allowed to be buried in um, consecrated grounds because my wife just went because they were whores. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is much so, more harsh than I am. <laughs> and I was like, so well, they were not even was... good, good Christian whores because <laughs> that would have been the kind of voice from back in the day. Right. So there was there was talk of um, in the town of maybe uh, digging. Uh, Digging up the bodies and just seeing what was there. <laughs> just curious people trying to connect with the past. There's nothing wrong with that. But no worries. They had already decided they weren't going to do that. So Sarah goes upstairs and tells Thin Air, hey, don't worry. You're going to be fine. And, and then she, she slept fine she, the next night. And she exorcised a ghost. Turns out she's an exorcist. She didn't oh, even. So and she didn't an exorcist. No, it doesn't work. It only, only works with poet, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, her ghost story is whatever. But my favorite part is that the kid interrupts her story. Like, she's done with it, but the kid's like, uh, look, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> That's cool what you're doing, but I'm tired. Ooh, I just can't anymore. Your story put me to sleep. So she puts that kid to bed. Uh, so there's also, just so people know, there's puppy dog wallpaper, which is yes. kind of adorable. And the one girl has Care Bear bed sheets. Which is also adorable. I don't know what's on the tiles in the kitchen, <laughs> but the whole place has wallpaper all over it, so it's it's an interesting 
I'm afraid um, I was too distracted by the MC Hammer poster to do anything. Oh, oh yeah, the refrigerator is so tiny. That washing machine, so tiny. But again, um, that's actually that was relatively generous <laughs> fridge freezer for the time. Really? You would normally have yeah a separate oh. refrigerator that would have a little icy bit in the top that you'd <laughs> put some burgers in and keep them. Yeah, that was not bad at the time. Also, they had to make sure they had one that opened that way so the girl can hide behind it later. This is one right. of the things they had to oh, yeah. have planned. So I don't know what that house normally had, but it wasn't that one. They get out orange juice and uh, milk to drink as a mm. bedtime like drink for the oldest girl, no, who's also wearing a Mickey Mouse she's, outfit. She's getting orange juice. She's passing milk to Sarah for making tea. Yeah. And she oh, she yeah, offers she offers the daughter a tea or a coffee, and I was I was wondering if you guys would find that weird because we didn't really it's it's changed a bit now, but we didn't have this odd thing about children and coffee that I remember being offered coffee a lot as a very small person. Really? Yeah, oh. just like but like it was all like not we not the coffee situation we have now. Always shit, instant coffee, um, and milk and. Oh. It turns out I didn't like milky coffee. It was it was not until it was not until I reached a certain age I realised I quite liked coffee without milk in it. But the milk nice. really fucks it up. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts that bitter taste out. It's mm. that is interesting. I guess yeah. No one would. I wouldn't dream of giving my children coffee right now. But I guess it's not that bad. Other than caffeine would. Well, that was yeah, and it, maybe it was that it wasn't. Content. The ca- maybe the stuff wasn't as caffeinated, but I just think the coffee culture was different. I d- I think it would be different now. Now that we got the oh, Starbucks's yeah. and the Costas and stuff all over the place, and people right. think of coffee as a as, as an adult drink again now, which was a concept yeah. that was lost at the time. Um. So at this point, um, we're we're going back to to Craig Charles, who's who's going out and about in the neighborhood. <laughs> I have. By the way, tried to find this location and I still can't. <laughs> all, I've, uh, all, all I've ever been told is apparently it looks a bit different now. So, <laughs> but yeah, if you've ever listened to my press gang podcast with Illyrio, I'm, I am in hog's heaven when I'm kicking around Google Maps, or in fact, sometimes just in reality, <laughs> looking for places. But um, nice. I have Could been out be of luck. It? I don't even know if it's actually in Northolt. Well, oh, I guess he, it, yeah, it could be anywhere. He goes to um to a little park, um, mm. and he meets two women, one of which is wearing the worst jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the worst I, dressed? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying it's a. I mean, there's there's a lot of outfits, but that jacket because it it almost looks camouflage. It's like potpourri camouflage. Yeah, potpourri camo is a weird print to try to pull off. I don't like it. I don't like it why at all. Why are these women down the street? Like, why does he have to walk a city block <laughs> to get to these women? I know it's like helping with the illusion. to go to the place where they found the, they found the unborn puppies. It, okay, that's it's it. It's just See, not in my as mind, interesting otherwise. In my mind, it's a different culture. Maybe these people are just out at night <laughs> hanging out in the park, just like down the street. It's like, oh, we got to where these people are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, obviously, clearly people know they're about to film there because they've got a barrier up <laughs> for yeah. rubberneckers to stand behind. And then when you're talking about the world building again, they start talking about a schoolgirl who went missing. They even oh, name yeah. her, and there's a, no one ever knows what happened to her. Just like, and that's almost certainly just a complete coincidence. But they keep folding it back into the the 
<laughs> the area and just uh, I realised Craig Charles says twice in quick succession it's like so if we say it's a pretty sinister place <laughs> this this quaint uh, suburban housing estate yeah. um, and so as he's leaving he grabs a, the local um, psychic mm, the spiritualist tried to the spiritualist that tried to do an exorcism um, but just kind of failed because he said it was too scary he said he was tasked by God or something of that Ugh. nature. The spiritualists yeah. are a very strange bunch. They're, they are they are the absolute cross-section of the Christian church and the spooky biz. Yeah. No. Arthur Conan Doyle was one of those guys. Which is why he which is why he believed that two small girls had genuinely photographed some fairies rather than cardboard cutouts of some fairies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of that's the kind of genius mind behind Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I yeah. Ugh. Um. So we come back to the house, and there's a wet spot on the carpet. Bum bum bum. Water can't Have do you that known, on its own. It's a perfectly circular wet spot on the carpet. <laughs> Typical poltergeist activity. You try and pour a jug out, and it's almost impossible to not get an erratic pattern. <laughs> so great. It's gotta be ghosts. Gotta be I, ghosts. I I love and it. it's like. Like they're like, all right, check the ceiling, check the ceiling. Uh, mm. Does the handkerchief smell? No. Yeah. Why would it smell from water? <laughs> all right, try to suck some up in a bottle so we can test it. I have no idea okay. how she's gonna try and suck it up using that squeezy lens puffer cleaner thing. You'd have to really yeah, like, squidge how... it down in the wet stuff that you do not know what it is, by the way. Also, isn't there a cat? Like, come on, <laughs> I think we may oh, have found yeah, an answer. Like... Yeah. Let's also that not forget just... that they're trying to do tests. That just like reminds me of um, my favourite show of a few years ago, Paranormal Home no. Inspector. You may, may have heard me talk about <laughs> before. It was a show oh, where two it's... sort of a psychic and like a medium and a regular guy who does home inspections go to houses that are haunted. And the home inspection guy goes through the entire house and go, here are all your problems. This door opens because it doesn't close properly. You got locked in this bathroom, but you say it hasn't got a lock. It has got a lock. Here's how you operate the lock. Why you say this bit? You say these stairs are always cold. Yeah, you've got no ref- you've got no radiators here, and they're at the exterior of the building. So he completely debunks the whole thing, and then these two motherfuckers amazing. come in and rebunk the whole situation. Ah, uh. and um, later on they repackaged that show by removing the home inspector from it and calling it something like "Help, my house is haunted." So it's it's the same episodes, but without the rational guy. And every time there's <laughs> every time there's stuff moving about, you find out, yeah, these people have got pets, or these people have got children. I don't know. One of them was like, yeah, in this house, we can always smell cigarette smoke. And he's like, these people smoke. <laughs> they smoke downstairs in the cellar, and it wafts up, and that's why people smell it. It's a crazy nice. show. Well worth a well worth a look. Um. So I somewhere in here. Um, I'm really pernisecking this fucking episode. Sorry. Ah, oh god. <laughs> um, somewhere in here. Um, also, uh, the the um, what's her name? The 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 parapsychologist woman. Um, yeah, Lynn Pasco. Um, Doctor Pasco. Pasco. So Doctor Pasco's. Um, she starts saying, "Well, I think maybe the youngest child, maybe the ghosts, and uh, Michael Parkinson calls her. So you don't really know which one it is, do you? You just you don't have no idea." <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 I can't remember if this is before or after we've seen her book, which has the fantastic title, Angels of the Odd. 
Oh yeah, oh, yes. it's it's before this, but yeah. And also, before we see her name, it says author on <laughs> in the front covers. <laughs> Angels of the Odd author Doctor Lynn Pasco. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, she's so awful at her job. I love it. Um, so, uh, so we we go back. We we get a prank call in the studio, which is pretty great. Um. Actually, and then we oh, is this the Welsh oh, guy? Sorry. He's like, oh, the, the the thing fell off the arm and it fried me to bugger it did. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a sandwich or something, right? Yeah, it just fell off. T- um, the TV Tropes page say that this is the, um, uh, they call it a Cassandra, Cassandra something, that actually this is the first indication of pipes like being able to affect things in the real world and nobody pays the blindest bit of notice because the call is so stupid. But like, <laughs> that's someone's interpretation. Yeah, that's the guy from so, Neath. Uh, He's a fantastic comedy Welshman for you. Awesome. Ah. So we cut back to the house, and we and now oh, something spooky's happening. We're starting to hear some some banging, um, and they 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 can't figure out where it's at. They're looking in closets. Mm. Um, the girls are freaking out. Um, they go downstairs, and there, there's drawings on the floor leading oh, outside. This bit is genuinely terrifying with the the trail. Yeah. <laughs> and as 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 she's picking them up, this is when we get the the reflection of, of pipes in the background. That's mm. really awesome. Yeah, because they distract you with them throwing a cat down outside, and you look at that. And you may not yeah. necessarily look at pipes, but yeah, he's fucking there, right? Bold as yeah. brass. Oh, that's a, it's a creepy one. I like that. Mm. Like so much of this is creepier after the fact when you know what you're looking for. Mm. Oh yeah, which is amazing. The um, uh, the scene where they're outside and he's talking to the the crazy guy, um, part Christian, part like crazy supernatural. It's all the same. Um, and you see pipes there. I had missed that the first time. Oh, I'm right. having it on right now. Yeah, that's super awesome and really creepy the second time yeah. around. Yeah, mm. we skipped past that one. Yeah, when pipes is just hanging out with the crowd, <laughs> just chilling. It's like, what's up, guys? Mm. Are we watching a show? What is this? Yeah. Um, but they're hearing the banging and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, and they catch the older daughter making the banging noises. Oh, it was fake the whole time. Fake booze. <laughs> sorry, though that it was would be absolutely. I'm sorry, I denounce and reject myself. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, though it would be hard for her to do like the the rapping and like going around inside the walls that they witnessed or experienced mm. earlier. Yeah. Not to say, I mean, this is, I know, the fictional obviously, world. Yeah, and obviously, in but. the reality of the show, that th- this is just a thing she's doing at the same time to try and make things happen, or make people stay, keep them interested, you know. But, yeah. And I do like, they play it really realistically, because, like, she's angry and embarrassed and everything, mm. and they, they do it well. It, like, it makes sense. The parapsychologist is trying to rationalize it in studio, and she's being called out like, oh, well, it's obviously fake now, right? Is no, that... it can't be fake. Well, we thought we came here Listen. to catch a ghost, and what we've got is the spectacular unveiling of a hoax. <laughs> nope, let's not get sidetracked. I've seen countless things. I've seen shit you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> uh. And somehow they keep on going, even though I would say most rational people are like, oh, okay, this kid just fakes yeah. it all. Yeah. Uh. It's good. It's good. Like, in reality, they would have stuck with it for a bit just to, like, kind of carry on rubbing it in. You know, and also... Oh, yeah. yeah. At this point in the fiction, like, this is a mad bit. Like, I mean, it involves a jump ahead, but around about... 
because it started at 9.25, and I know you guys are weirded out by things starting at 25 minutes past things, but when it's a little after an hour, and it's about an hour and eight minutes. So in reality, it would have been just after 11 p.m. They say, if you're tuning in for the next program, we're sticking with this. So in, in reality, their show is nearly over. They're due to finish at 11, but they carry on when things pick up. So I think... Oh, yeah. In the, in the reality where they just stayed on till 11 and it was a hoax, they would have just stuck with it because there's only about 10 minutes left. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget when David Blaine completely failed to do his thing here in the States, <laughs> that they stuck with that for an uncomfortable amount of time, and he failed. Oh, what, just, did, he, what did he fail to do in the US? He was supposed to hold his breath for like three or like four oh, minutes, like for maybe yeah. much longer. And it was like a big to-do. It was like at 45 minutes leading up to it, it happened, and he failed. <laughs> all he did, yeah, he, like, all he did over here was shit in a box. <laughs> he did, I guess, apparently break the record like two days later, but it wasn't on TV, and so no one cared. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's I guess the, the whole that thing... is the, that is the whole theme of Ghostwatch. It wasn't on TV, so it didn't matter. <laughs> so, uh, so, I part of this I just kind of like read into. But did Pipes tell the kids to fake it on purpose so that, like, is, is the mastermind that Pipes realizes that he'll be able to do a mass seance and he can haunt or affect more people at a larger scale if he can get more people to stay tuned and believe in it? Like, did he get the kids to do it? Is the, he possessing her to do the it? The interpretation I get is that nothing is happening in the house and they, you know, they've told so many people about this ghost that they want to be believed by the public in general and so when nothing happens she tries to make it look like something is happening and then gets that gets uh, caught in the act i don't think they take orders from pipes but it would be to me weird because i guess also in the theory of, like in this universe this she actually has been like her face fucked up her body when people mm. scratch her like she's possessed oh yeah so why would you as a victim of this thing then do that for the tell even if you want them to believe you i i don't know it seems I, it's cool i was just running with it i just maybe i'm it's trying to make of more the, of it than it is the, the sort of end goal for them is that yeah they've been ridiculed in the press but also they want the council to take them seriously so they can get moved to a different house which well, see, uh, i missed um, the whole council thing what is the council is that a thing <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's it's a very a, confusing concept outside of the uk i think I don't oh okay um so it's a local authority who own the housing it's social housing so you can okay. you can rent it for a, for an amount of money from a government body but uh, there's a bunch of individual ones around the country rather than just directly the government. I've never had to explain the council before, and I've just realized it's very <laughs> it sounds difficult very to ominous. do so. Is it, this is socialism run amok. Yes. Um, hmm. And increasingly, by the way, that doesn't happen, because in the 80s, Thatcher allowed people to buy their own council house for a knockdown Ooh. price, uh, which meant that we now have a lot of um, landlords charging extortionate mm. rents instead of councils charging reasonable rents for the council housing um but anyway oh, capitalism. that's the thing but yeah as a re in in reality <laughs> normally the um the stories of poltergeist activity are generally in keeping with someone thinking they're paying too much rent for the house they're in and the landlord <laughs> not allowing them to move or them not liking the house for some reason so hey all of a sudden we've got a ghost we're gonna 
get out of here. Um, so, yeah, that is, nice. as far as I can work out, the end goal for them, being taken seriously and getting out of that place. So, yeah. Which is why she might um, be drawn to, uh, what's the word, deliver the goods, as Pasco puts sure. it. Sure. All right, so um, at this point, uh, we cut to uh, another um, spooky story from somebody that they've got uh, um, in studio. But then the video goes all crazy. Mm. Um, these are real people telling story? their real stories, by the way. They were uh, provided by the uh, psychical research people. Oh. The first guy with the pixel face, he genuinely didn't want to be um, identified, and they were overjoyed because it oh, meant wow. they could pixelate his face, and it was like yeah. another bit of TV language they could use. Uh-huh. They didn't persuade this him to legit, do This is legit, guys. Yeah. Nice. They had great fun trying nice. to tell a drama with the language of live television. It's very weird doing this thing where you can't control... There's a handheld camera, but all the others are static cameras. You haven't got a score. It's all shot on video. Stuff that one of the executive producers, like, every time a new thing is like, (laughs) you have to be persuaded to do it on video, persuaded not to have spooky music, persuaded not to, like, film it in creepy ways. It's (laughs) it's kind of anti-scary, and they Kept, they made it work mostly with um, cacophonous sounds. Sorry. Nice. Um, uh, so uh, th- we've had a we've had a bunch more phone calls where people are are describing the spooky apparition that they mm. saw um, earlier, um, and then we see some we see some more archival footage uh, where they're talking to the youngest daughter, and she's describing the same person. And this right. parapsychologist woman is still just putting this together. She's like, "Wait, can you come back and hear that again?" Yes. Ah! Yeah, I mean, yeah, to an extent, you've got to tell the story to the audience, but yeah, it's a yeah. bit, it does seem a bit like, that sounds like something she said. Like, they, she drew a picture. She drew a picture of a, a scary man in a black <laughs> dress with a scarred face and one of his eyes yanked out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we cut back to the house because things are getting crazy. Mm. Um, and the oldest daughter is now covered with scratches. It's around about this point, and it happens in the kitchen after the after the say. Oh, it's been revealed as a fake. Where if you pay attention to the cups hanging on the hooks behind Sarah Green, they're all broken in the way that the uh, things were broken in the um, in the studio earlier on. See, those kind of subtle touches are amazing. Yeah. Like, that that would get someone who's paying attention really freaked the... But it happens, yeah, it happens just before things really kick off. So it's your your very subtle indication that it's not just the kid playing around. Or if it is, that she also broke some cups without anyone seeing. This kid is able to, like, really get... She put them in the oven so they'd break with heat. Like, she's really on her game as far as getting out of this house and moving. She's got um, a blowtorch. She keeps it under the stairs. <laughs> so, something else just to keep note. So, when people are calling in, they're reporting, like, the same, like, ghost-like apparition. But mm. they're also experiencing things. Like, uh, some woman calls in and is like, look, my kids won't go to bed. Our clock has stopped. Mm. A lot of people calling in talking about their clocks are being stopped. Um, some These kids like, are just some- staring at the screen and they won't look away. This clock like, shit is, is exactly what would happen when Yuri Geller would be on TV over here. People would phone in and claim that their watches had stopped and things like that just so they could be on telly Um, (laughs) Um, so Sarah Green uh, goes to uh, get a cold compress uh, for the for the oldest daughter and she thinks she sees (laughs) something in the bathroom Mm. in the tiny bathroom 
the and the very BBC bathroom, so none of the shampoos have got labels on them because you can't advertise. Nice. <laughs> Even um, accidentally. And I think this is nice. I think this is when we go back to the studio and we finally uh, find out what the hell the, this actual ghost story is, right? Um. Well, you get the initial story of Mother Seddens, the the baby right. farmer. Oh yeah, yeah. The baby farmer and oh, yeah. child murderer from like Let's before also those forget. houses were built. Oh yeah, let's not so forget that the kids get banished from the house with the mother to the studio because like, okay, look, kids, you can't be in here, you can't be trusted. And they don't want to leave and the kid tries to talk to Pipes and that's when the camera guy pans the room on his way out and sees Pipes in the curtains and he's like, what? And then he's gone. And then we see the spookiest thing. As he goes down the stairs, we pan across the window and there's this tiny toy statue of a horse just (laughs) randomly placed on the window (laughs) still. Horse and that's when I know all shit's off. Yeah, ghost watch. Spook horse, spook horse. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's another time you get one of the the, the little girls like well, the oldest daughter. They they've all got good lines. Like when she's faked it, like I'm just giving them what they wanted. Just gave you what you wanted, and then like no pipes wants to see everyone, and the cameraman comes down the stairs. She points right at the camera and says, "Look, everyone wants to see him." Those kids are great. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, they are. They really are. Like, yeah. One of them, job. this is their only acting credit. Like, they're, they're in because wow. they're actual sisters. One of them has been in, like, a few things. And the other one, I'm guessing, is in because she's the actual sister of the other one. And they look similar yeah. enough for it to be believable. Awesome. Interesting. Went out on top. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've done Ghostwatch. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So, uh, yeah, back to the studio. They're getting more calls. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you dummies. You're, you're filming spooky ghosts. Why don't you see the spooky ghosts? <laughs> um, and weird shit's happening. Um, all my clocks have stopped. Everything crazy's happening. My table's exploded. My husband's gone to hospital. He rested one <laughs> finger on a table, which is... That's a weird behavior. But um, never mind. <laughs> Why are you, you guys doing have to this? stop this broadcast. Yeah, why are you doing this? This is very similar to letters the uh, producer received afterwards. Uh, you've, you've opened a gate. You should be burnt, which is a thing she received. <laughs> um, Michael Amazing. Parkinson, by the way, got lots of letters going. I thought that was, that was a very good and um, reasoned program. And like the female director and producer got absolute shit. And the, really? the writer, who's a bloke as well, they obviously he got quite a lot of the blame as well. But um, yeah, there was a lot of vitriol aimed at the uh, those two. Is there a vintage Coke just in the living room, like a I, two a half liter, <laughs> just like half drunk? Yep. Yes. I literally just just sending you this image of the weird Coke bottle. <laughs> this is by a, a turntable. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a that was an old reg two liter. It might even be old enough that it's got that weird plastic base before they knew how to create Ooh, those yeah. divot things. Yeah, you remember those, huh? Oh yeah, I it's it's it is it is very <laughs> bizarre looking to me. I, I I don't I don't think we ever had a bottle that looked like this. Wow, to me this yeah, it's just a Coke bottle. <laughs> I mean, they don't look like that now, but right. they never yeah, made got... them like this. Chris is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Fair no, enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Your this memories are the... an illusion. Didn't happen. This is the, this this video the spooky is ghost obviously bottle. fake. Took me right out. Took me right out. I was up to it until then. I was like, ah, this not buying it. This can't be real. Can't be real. Wait, so the BBC can't advertise stuff, but yet they're advertising Coke? They're, that's, yeah, like, I suppose they should have ripped the label off that, really. 
Um, as a general rule, if a, if, a, if a product is recognisable, they would try and angle the name away from the camera or otherwise Ooh. adjust it. We... That would ruin the realism of the, the, sometimes on cornflakes, they would cut like the name, the word Kellogg's off the box and there'd just be a little hole in the box or they'd stick things <laughs> over them or something like nice. that. Oh, See, in my mind, they just cut it out, and there's a hole in the box, and there's a weird world where, and the BBC, everyone just cuts labels off of boxes for no reason. I mean, it like it's hard to tell from this angle, but it looks like they may have tried to mangle the word Coke a little bit. So maybe it's not exactly Coke. Maybe I, it's maybe it's Coke or something. I think it's I think no, it's a I, slam against Coke, and they're like, no one's going to recognize Coke because Pepsi's the drink everyone drinks here. No, I say that this is a regular two-liter bottle of Coke from the time, and that the uh, white band around the top will be a reduced price. Oh. Like, say, like, like 65p or something like that. Uh, but this will, yeah, this will say Coke on one side and Coca-Cola on the other side. No, that's perfectly reasonable. Even the white cap hmm. is pretty much bang on. Sorry, guys. Hmm. I, mean, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. As a Coke drink, as a nope. loyal Coke drinker, I, I'm glad that it makes an appearance in Ghostwatch. Hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, All so, hell yeah, breaks loose now, though. Every, like right now, things are getting real kooky. Um, like mm. the, the oldest daughter is like, um, like crouched down behind a chair and is and is starting to talk like a spooky demon monster. This voice, by the way, is the is the director who is the female director did this creepy ghost voice. Ooh. Nice. I don't know That's if they good. adjusted her down. They had a they had a voice artist for it, a guy, and he was really good at doing voice artisty things like different accents and stuff. They said now talk like a terrifying ghost man and couldn't do what they wanted. So she just went no, went wow. to the booth and went, I want something like this. Well, we might as well use you. So they Amazing. did. So and they can't find the youngest daughter. They're they're searching all over the house for well, Sarah Green searching all over the house. The mm. mother apparently doesn't care where her do- missing daughter is. Safe in the studio outside, just taking calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves just... that um, studio lights. She's got yeah, babysitters. After, it's this weird. Is her after one the oldest, after the oldest one, the Suzanne gets in trouble. She does like show up again, doesn't she? Because she comes out of the yeah. thing. But at this point, yeah, she seems somewhat uh, uh, notable by her absence. Is this when we find the wet rabbit? <laughs> the wet bunny? Yes. Yeah, yeah, in the sink. Yeah, with the eyes pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> Pipes told me to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he they, they find the it. youngest girl. She's, like, hiding them by the uh, refrigerator, and she's like, Pipes told me to take out the eyes, and she's got the eyes. <laughs> the spider's um, eyes. Spider's <laughs> eyes. Um... And so somewhere in here at this point, uh, they get a call and we hear the rest of the story of Pipes. Uh, we get a call from his, uh, um, what, his parole officer or something? A social, uh, social worker. Yeah. Social worker, right. And it's so, like, yeah, uh, like a medical professional who wouldn't want to give his name, but you'd be like, if you had the details, you'd be able to find that name really easily. So never mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's this guy. He was, uh, he was, uh, he was real fucked up and, uh. Um, but yeah, he's the he's the guy who doesn't appear on their books because they they investigated the house because the people who live there illegally sublet a room, uh, so they they rented a room out and didn't give the money to the council. They just kept the money themselves and kept him <gasps> off the books. And he was a crazed child molester who gets possessed, possibly possessed by the spirit of Mother Seddon's, or just is a like. Uh, <sighs> 
This is an awkward area because you get into the idea of hey, crazed cross-dressing killers. Right. And I don't oh, think yeah. that's what this is trying to do. I think whether, you know, he feels he's been possessed by this old woman so he right. then wears the dresses that she would wear, not for any yeah. other reason. God, yeah. <laughs> to navigate that one. Yeah, it's it's a, it's 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 a it's a lot. It's a lot to. It's well, obviously, it's a lot that could be problematic, but it's a lot to explain in a very small space. And they, it does it crazy. amazingly, like really. Yeah. And oh, yeah, so definitely. we've got a we've got a ghost in a ghost, really. Yeah. Or perhaps just one flat. very ill man who heard the story. Because there's that other woman who says, I'm Norfolk born and bred, and people would say, Mother Sentence will come and get you if you didn't like go to bed on time and things like that. So like maybe he's heard that story and factored it into his derangement. Or no, maybe, ghost, it's- maybe it's ghost in a ghost. I mean, I could see, I mean, because if you're a ghost, you got to do something to get this. If you're already in a community where, like, this Mother Sevens or whatever is around, you have to do something to kind of up your game. So, of course, he's going to incorporate her mythology. You piggyback on that brand to build his platform. And so, apparently, like, so, I can't remember, did did he commit suicide or did he just die? He died in the, he got locked in the glory hole. He committed, yes, but he also committed suicide by... Um, putting a noose around his neck and attaching it to a lathe that he had in there and setting yeah. it going. So it's sort of, I'm guessing it's sort There's of for a lathe then, the it glory must have, then it must, well, you, you know, again, you just put it there, you put it, it it's awkward. Uh, so, yeah, that's hard. And I'm, they don't really go into this, but I'm guessing the idea is at some point, whatever he used to hang himself with, being pulled by the lathe, snapped and he fell oh, to the ground yeah, yeah. because we have to have the detail of his um, right. cat's Eating his face. He was oh, the, locked in the. So the locked, glory hole has to be. It has to be bigger on the inside. There's no way. The How do you hang yourself and fall in the glory hole? It's very similar. <laughs> like, as long as he can get himself off the ground on the late. Um, we also don't know how told Tunstall was. Red, Reginald Tunstall is the name. <laughs> right. And okay. when, whenever you see the ghost on the commentary, the director always says, look out for Tunstall. So despite the pipe's name, she thinks of him as Raymond Tunstall. So that's kind of as close to a confirmation that it is the ghost of that guy right? as we're going to get. And the, so, uh, so, yeah, yeah he was locked so, yeah, in with hungry cats, cats who pulled his eye yeah. out of his socket and scratched his face up. And if you ever see the full makeup, which I think if you Google Nick Ferrari, you will. Uh, <laughs> and it's, when you thing. see a really good shot of it, obviously it's it's not as scary as the things. But they, they yeah. did a thing where they modelled like a bigger nose over his nose so they could rip bits out of it. Where, the, where you imagine like cats just ripping Ooh, the flesh off his yeah. nose and leaving this big hole and one of his earlobes is gone and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. So it's yeah, a, they get this revelation. It's an exceptionally good rank makeup job, in the same way that the um, the scratches on the daughter's face look amazing. But oh yeah, yeah th- when you get to look at him in in big light, he's like the alien from Alien. You know, you it's, it's not as scary. <laughs> yeah. So they get they get this revelation in studio, and they're like, "Well, let's go back and see what's happening at the residence." And it looks like they're just having fun, playing games. That Coke bottle gets opened for the first time, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is old footage! They already drank half that bottle!" Oh my god, what's going on? And they, I love the fact that you. Well, uh, sorry, out. that's what you let's, see. You see. Ba- yeah. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. 
to slightly backtrack, we we also have seen them. Um, they heard the cats um, scratching oh, at the glory hole, and they've already mm. unbarred that and opened it, and we get another look at uh, pipes in the glory hole. That's a fantastic. Uh, no, the, the new yeah. Halloween trailer, by the way, does exactly that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael Myers behind a door that opens slowly. Yeah, but yeah, my, uh, Mike the sound man is taken out by a mirror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. Now, sorry, sorry. Now, yeah, we're back in the studio and we we're seeing the footage, and uh, yeah, it's it's old footage. Yeah, because Pascal spots the picture that fell off the wall, and Alex spots the refilling Coke bottle. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, it's the most course. noticeable thing in the room. Um, Obviously, um, I also love. There's a bit where. Uh, where Craig Charles is outside and he doesn't know that, that he's alive. <laughs> he's just kind of messing around. He's hanging out with Alan Demescu, who's a character you barely see in the thing. He's like Pasco's partner in spookiness, but he doesn't really get much to do. He just sort of hangs around on location. Yeah. And doesn't speak to anyone. <laughs> you know, Craig Charles going, you know, I didn't really want the scoop on the Headless Horseman anyway. I mean, where do you put your microphone? Which uh, that's great. That's good. That's great. But yeah, and yeah. and you get a lot of chatter in the studio over the top of it when so he's going. I wish you'd known we were on there because he thinks he's off air again and he carries on and he accosts a small child. He comes. He just grabs a kid. It's so good. <laughs> he's like, get out of here. And then yeah, Mike Smith's talking on the thing like after assurances that his wife's okay and. There's a lot of cross chatter from this point on. A lot going on all at once. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think oh, I think this is actually where the guy calls in with the rest of the story about uh, mm. about what happened. Um, I said yeah, Reginald. Finally, I said Reginald Tunstall, didn't I? It's Raymond Tunstall. I apologize. Raymond. Fact. Fans. Reginald's a better name for him. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, this is when. Uh, Finally, she figures out, wait a minute, this is old footage. Oh my god, oh my god, it's from inside the house. What's oh. happening now? And then that's when Tunstall says, well, look, I've been actually practicing my editing skills while I've been haunting this house. And check this out, I think you'll like this remix. I'm amazed we didn't get that thing in from, like I said, from Speed earlier, where it's it's not a perfect loop. Like, someone just does this. Yeah. <laughs> does, like, moves too quick. Yeah. But yeah, when they said this isn't live, mm-hmm. and it instantly cuts to just terrifying glitch fests. Oh, it's good. It's good. We're in like the last five minutes now, and like all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, and uh, um, in the studio as well, when it's the wind machines and cups start spinning off the table. Yeah. Which cameras, by the way, are ready to catch at a moment's notice. Like yeah. the, the language, the language of the production sort of starts falling oh. apart here. But like they are, they are clearly no longer concerned about realism in the presentation. Yes. <laughs> It's great. We cut back to the, to the outside the house, and like an ambulance is coming, and then the mm. police, and we see the youngest daughter and the mother, mm. um, and uh, and they're getting the cameraman out to the into the ambulance. I also love in terms of show don't tell, but you've still got Parkinson over the top explaining who we're seeing, and he's like, so that just leaves Suzanne and Sarah. So <laughs> thanks, Parky. We worked out they weren't there, but cheers. Uh, I feel he may have been ADR'd later, just in case. Yeah, people were confused. Yeah. So yeah, now we're in the house with the with the uh, um with the um heat vision camera. This is proper spooky stuff because it makes everyone look really weird. The, you get yeah. a much oh, narrower yeah. field of vision because everything's happening on the left. 
Um, it's great when she t- puts on that lighter, and because it's a heat-sensitive camera, it's just a huge plume of sort of um, hotness. Oh. oh yeah, that's it's, super cool. It's great. Um, the voice is coming from inside the glory hole. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, and of of course, uh, uh, um, Sarah Green goes in after her, and then it's the door slams behind her. It slams instantly as well. It's oh. really just, oh, yeah. she's in and it's bang it's terrifying so good it's so good and then we go back to the studio where there's insanity in the control room <laughs> um the i love the camera that's just kind of spinning around out of yeah control, rolling around the studio <laughs> like the camera operator has run off so fast it's like when someone comically leaves a chair <laughs> and it just spins around <laughs> I mean, lights are exploding. Um, Parkinson's hair is like mm. doing a Trump fly around. Pipes is um, back in. Pipes is back in the studio now, standing up on a lighting gantry while lights explode yes. around him. And there's a in that cutback. There's a real horrible glitchy shot of him. He appears like yeah. the two. What two of his appearances are like a second apart from each other. In the, the he's in the video glitch in the cutback to the thing, and then as the as the light explodes. Yeah, he's there as well, and yeah, and everyone's it's off. Great. Can't remember what happens to Pasco. Everyone clears out except Mike Smith, and we get what actually feels like a time edit here because it fades out, and then I, the parapsychologist, the parapsychologist just vamps. You're right. Yeah. Everyone else just leaves, leaves him alone in the studio. But he like the he's, he's like the hero he's he is stuttering is. around the studio. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty great. He's like, what is it? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, none of none of the cameras are. As far as he work out working, and he, yeah, he he finds one where the teleprompter or the auto cue is still working, and uh, oh. get one of the weirdest endings of anything I've ever seen. Oh yeah, Which I, I, I think would have given it's a wonderful period on it. Mm. So I've never a hundred percent put together the thing he starts saying because his voice goes all creepy, and he says something about Mother Seddon's. And then, well, he's like, he's reading the auto cue, and he's like, round and round the garden like a teddy bear, because pipes is in the uh, pipes is in the teleprompter, and yeah, something about Mother Seddon's. Then fee fi fo fum, and the cats start squealing, and it just cuts to black and ends right there. It's great. It's great. Well, you know, impressionable children up and down the country think the ghost has come through their television and could be in their house now. It's amazing. It's a seance. It's a seance. Or in the case of some people... We've done a live seance, we have. Impressionable people a year older than me who thought that, but um, I don't talk about him now. As a friend who was... He was very nearly my monster until I found out that the monster had to be someone who'd done some stuff that you were aware of in that year, whereas this was more of (laughs) an old-school monster, and I can't really explain now. Sorry. But yes, a, a friend of mine who was 16 years old at the time apparently looked at his his mother and went does that mean the ghost is here now or something like that? he really bought into it even after the wacky ending oh i but there's adults who believe in it i mean come on we've gone to the paranormal forums before and there's adults who believe shadow people or have dogs on their head and like haunting their dreams mm. now i don't believe there's anyone out little... in the world who think that it's real and they covered it up there's um there's a spoof movie oh, yeah. called alternative 3 about um the the various science scientific agencies on earth building 
uh, a colony on the moon of like the smartest science people for when all the best people on the planet leave and just leave us to it. And it's presented no. as dryly factual as possible. Um, and it's an April Fool's Day thing. It, even on the, the end where it says the year, it says April 1st, 1970-odd. And some people to this day believe that that was a real documentary that um, the truth wow. has been suppressed about, despite the fact it's got some recognisable actors in it. Wow. <laughs> but it's very good. Nice. Nice. Uh, Sorry to close so, out um, talking about Ghostwatch by talking about a completely different TV spoof hoax thing. It's all relevant, uh, though. All relevant. Guys, who won and who lost Ghostwatch? Pipes <laughs> won. Pipes clearly won. Pipes won in a big he's, way. Pipe he's free of he's free of his small digs in Northolt, and he's ready to take yeah. over the whole country. <laughs> he may have died in that glory hole, but he didn't realize that the glory was the entire country of Britain. Or anyone watching? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So Pipes wins. All right. So who lost? Oldest daughter. She's made. She's been made a fool in front of the entire country. Yeah, they're and, not, they're uh, not getting out of that possessed. council house, and uh, she might no, be. Never. She might be dead. Who knows? Sarah Green, by the way, who was a TV present, a children's TV presenter, had to appear on children's television a few days later to assure kids she wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> but she's never talked about what happened in that glory hole. No. And that the older and you said that the older girl never had another acting credit, or was it the younger girl who didn't have another I acting credit? I can't remember. One of, I, th- I believe one of them is only one of the two Wessons is only in this. Mm. But hey, mm, I'm, I'm ready to covered be up. ready to be corrected. <laughs> so yeah, I would say oldest daughter loses. Pipes obviously wins. So yeah, despite yeah. me not seeing all of it at the time, I. You know, I remembered it because it was impossible to not be aware of it, given the tabloid-fueled furore afterwards, and like whether whether a disturbed teenager committed suicide because of it, and things. The coroner mentioned nothing about Ghostwatch when he finally, um, you know, concluded the uh, case of that one, um, and just lots of fuzzing, and the BBC. Uh, it was it was nominated for several awards, <laughs> BAFTA awards. A lot of them really? technical. Yes, uh, it was long listed and then not short listed for any of them because many people believe that the BBC willingly withdrew the uh, nominations <sighs> themselves. Like just got in touch with BAFTA and went, no, we don't want to win any awards for this. We want to bury it <laughs> as fast as possible. And, like, yeah, to this day, we're talking, what are we, 26 years later, it's never been repeated on any UK ah, television channel. That blows my mind. Um, ten years after it was shown, uh, I... Because I remember finding one of the early sites and, like, learning that like, the ghost showed up all the way through it, and I bought an off-air recording on eBay, on cassette, on VHS, for, um... Nice. I can't remember nice. how much it was. And then very shortly after, the official BFI DVD came out. The BBC eventually licensed it to someone, but they have never... The BBC used to bring out DVDs, but they have never brought it out themselves. It's always been a licensed job. Um, Interesting. Guys, best dressed, worst dressed. (laughs) I'm going to put out uh, Craig, because that NFL jacket is huge. 
Like, it's cartoonish the size it is. I know it was the fashion at the time, but I don't know if I'm game with that fashion. That's like... Alex, there's so many bad fashions. I mean, there is. I just wanted to nominate it at the front because it's, it's a generic NFL. I, of course, forgot to look at the fashions. Um, I do remember I, I Emilio Silvestri's horrible suits. Oh. <laughs> it's too yeah. big for him as well, which is funny. Yeah, it's an I, awful I think suit. That paranormal uh, or parapsychologist woman should also be nominated because her outfit is crazy. She has two brooches on for crying out loud. I, her brooches are crazy, but like the outfit's fine. Is I it? think she's got two brooches on. The bro, yeah, the brooches are the problem, but the outfit. The, but other than the brooches, but then you gotta look at um the oldest girl um in the early scene when she's got the weird sl- the um the sweater with the roses and the orange um like I, I don't know they're like leggings or what's going on um you got the woman with the pulpery jacket you got the the skeptic guy i mean i think those are all strong contenders <laughs> pulpery jacket i think should win for sure it's pulpery camouflage and that shouldn't exist I think when you would should, you ever be camouflaged i think you should be offended by the skeptic guy because uh, the the guys who wear suits in the studio mike smith michael parkinson they look great and snappy and this is like a snazzy slick american with a tasteless suit um like, yeah. like this is I would the british idea that. of what the uh, the american guy would dress like I also made note of him while we were watching it because also like the colors are all off. So I'd be game if he loses for sure. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about the um the ghost himself. Like <laughs> it's clearly great proper Victorian dress. But yeah, I don't know I mean, if that's good or bad. And also like it doesn't really suit him with his half torn up face. It's true, but I still think I still think it's a better look than any of these mon- these clothing monsters we've been mentioned. I mean, I mean, it's strong. You won't you won't forget <laughs> yeah. him in a hurry. It's a bold. He's committed. It's a bold choice. Mm. He should have been committed. Mm. <laughs> okay, so yeah, American oh, mental health joke. <laughs> so obviously, the American he he's worse dressed. <laughs> All right. But okay. who's wow, best Emilio dressed. Silvestri is worst dressed. That's incredible. But yeah, I think because <laughs> because he's also kind of an insult yeah. as well as anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, best dressed. Hmm. Is it too boring to say one of the suited guys? Because like, I mean, it's suits a, are a always suit good. is always a valid. Yeah, it's always a valid option. Um, how about any of the um? How about any of the Halloween costumes on the kids? Oh. I don't know what's up <laughs> with the cool. little. I don't know what's up with the little green guy that uh, Craig Charles tackles yeah. at the end of the thing. I couldn't remember what he was wearing. Okay, but there's, there's a witch crazy. and a devil and things. Oh yeah, like I, I like that they sprinkle those kids in. It's gonna sound crazy because I, I just slammed it while ago. But maybe Craig in the NFL jacket, just because it's so Alex. bold and strange. Like I kind of like it now. Come, no, that bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. You're a lunatic. You've lost your mind. Normally, it's other people who change your mind for you. <laughs> I've never seen um, you. I've never seen you change your own mind out of nowhere. Like it's just that I've seen it in the video. He's the only one that's making a bold choice, other than that lady with the bro- two brooches, and other than those kids with howling costumes. I. What? What about the spiritualist guy? I mean, the it's who? just a, he's got a shirt and a tie and the and like a, a jacket. But it, the who? it fits the spiritualist guy that uh, did the exorcism. No, we're not giving it to him. Are you I, crazy? I, why? What His about fit. 
What about uh, Sarah Green with her giant ass bow, but her like tasteful Ghost Watch shirt that they had printed, and just her normal? She just got a. She's got the Shut uniform your on. Filthy mouth. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's a yes, the bow, but the Ghost Watch T-shirt is fine. The, the trousers are fine, and she's got all the sort of the, the gear and the microphone on, and that's just cool stuff. I like that. No, I know those aren't those not. aren't fashion. I understand that, but they really help no. offset that outfit. She's got a giant. Is that a watch, or is it just like a giant gold bracelet? Because if God, either really, way, it's a liability. I would not have worn that. I really no, wish I, I had for best dressed. I, I wish I had arranged for some way to have this visually available to me. Uh, hey, Chris, yeah, you really need to... I mean... I mean... <sighs> listen, I, I, I like Spiritual's guy. I like Michael Parkinson. Um, we'll go with Michael, then. Okay. I like that tie. It's a good tie. It's a good tie. I, it's so weird that the NFL jacket came around to me. I, I'm seeing it now. I'm just like, yeah, okay. NFL jacket, green trousers, khaki shoes. Now that I saw the khaki shoes, I'm out. Yes, no, yeah, absolutely not. It's, it's like, I would go Mickey Mouse pajamas over a fucking NFL jacket. <laughs> it's a Chicago Bears NFL jacket, but you would not... All I see is a giant NFL things all over. I just now saw the Bears. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Yeah, there you go, guys. That's Ghost Watch. Uh, Chris, right. thank you so much for sharing this with us. It was, it's been an absolute delight. I love it. You're welcome. I spent all day just accumulating facts, as you can probably tell, because I spat them out near constantly. And there are others, <laughs> but hey, you'll have a good old time. Also, uh, on Stephen Volk's website, there's a sequel to this. Um, no way. A, yeah, a script. A script of a little sequel where some of the people involved reconvene in the recording studio several years later. Oh, I don't remember cool. anything else about it. Nice. Not as big of a splash. But they didn't make it. They didn't film it. It's just a script. It's just a short story. Oh, okay. I, I, for a second, I thought it was done on radio or something. Gotcha. Alright, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, well, um, I, I know I've made a lot of reference to the Last Word podcast. Podcast still very dear to my heart and still very much in kind of limbo at the moment. Sorry about that. Um, what will be uh, happening soon, whether I like it or not, is uh, Doctor Who, the 11th hour podcast, which is good. That, that is, uh, now we're on the 13th Doctor, by the way, that is increasingly old-fashioned sounding, that uh, podcast <laughs> thing. But also, we frequently don't get episodes out until the very last minute, so it's still accurate that we get things out at the 11th hour. As I, I did Christmas <laughs> nice. in July on the last day of July. I just got in there, for instance. And was, I had the, I, was... and we'd recorded that one in January. <laughs> um... Uh, I used to say 11th hour podcast.com no um, tinyurl.com slash eh podcast but no one ever does that just put 11th hour podcast into your search engine uh, into oh, yeah. your into podcast search thing and we're the Doctor Who one not the RTE one the uh, Irish television one we're not that nice that's nice, me nice, and nice. it's um, me and a guy called Joe another English lad and I'll keep uh, I'll keep listening to that um because it's uh, one of the only reasons I can watch that show. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry that you seem to be locked into that spiral. I, um, no, I, I feel like I still would end up watching because I, Cla I know Claire would, would be talking about it. Mm. So I would just be lost and confused. I'd be interested to see what happens. In a, uh, I, no, I nearly said a thing that I will say to you guys privately after we finish. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Again, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Brad, You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. 
Uh, I didn't get creeped out this time when I was watching uh, Ghost Watch, oh, uh, like beside it while we were talking about it. So that's a that's How a that's hey, a victory for me. Four twenty-six in the morning. For me. <gasps> bum, I bum, bum. Wow. I missed skin You're up true. time at four twenty. You're a true brave part. You are a true brave part. Even though you forgot some stuff. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much. Come back uh, next week. Uh, we obviously do the show all the time. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Love it. Go, go to our website, Um You can find all kinds of ways to get at us. Yes. Oh, and oh, guys. Uh, oh. Look, look, look what card I drew. Oh, no. Sorry, not sorry. It looks like you're going to go to the Ghost of these glory holes. You know how they are. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember how she brings it up in the show, but it's almost like, you know, a glory hole. I'm like, what so the it hell? She just says, oh, we used to call it the glory hole. That was it. It's just a glory hole. Come into the glory hole. Glory hole. Come into the glory hole. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's Improvised good. music. just to scare the ghosts away? I know there's something following me that I can't see. Someone sure laid an awful hex on me. A hex? Ah, oh, Tex, that's pretty far-fetched. Man, I think you're just a little bit touched. If you'd have got a load of what I saw last night, you'd have passed the Yankee Clipper on his maiden flight. Last night I saw up on the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish he'd go away When I came home last night at three The man was waiting there for me But when I looked around the hall I couldn't see him there at all Go away, go away Don't you come back anymore Go away, go away And please don't slam the door Last night I saw upon the stairs little man who wasn't there he wasn't there again today oh how i wish he'd go away